listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. It started. Hello. Hello. Got no cherry pickers this time. That's such a shame. <laughs> right, do you know, just a just a um, an update on the cherry picker situation, which you know about, obviously. I, do. um, I can't remember what we're doing. Oh, we go, we're going cinema, weren't we? Um, which we can talk about Absolutely. in a second. Um, so I'm I'm ready to get an Uber down to the old cinema, and. The guy, the guy who I obviously spoke to when we were doing the podcast, was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry about that. You know, I just had to tweak a few things." And I was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry about it. We just would have paused or whatever." And he starts messing around with his cherry picker again. And there's a family that live just up the road, a couple of doors down, <laughs> literally a couple of do- doors down from it. And he comes over and he's like, basically commandeered him. To help him with something, so they're up on the other side. Can't have a cherry like, picker in the road, no. or else every cunt wants their gutters doing. Yeah, yeah. What's that going? You want to uh, claim your windows while you're there? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Go for an extra day. I know. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah, so so at the moment, silence. But you never know. Somebody might start banging. Or absolutely. I just want to preface this podcast by. Um, I would quite like to omit a part of the podcast this week that we usually do. Omit? Omit, as in leave out, exit, on the reject bin. To return next time. No, to return next time, but for this week, I just want to say something. We're not going to ask how each other are this week, because for a myriad of different reasons, it has been a fucking terrible week. Yes. (laughs) For loads of reasons, we're not going to go into any of those reasons, but it has been a fucking hard week this week for both of us. I'd say probably the hardest week. In a while. Like, it's... Ever. It's absolutely (laughs) sucked. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's been really fucking hard. It's been a horrible little week. So, I'm not going to ask you how you are. (laughs) And and you're not going to ask me how I am. You don't pull pull that thread. Yeah, because it's just not... It's just nothing... Nothing has been good this week. However... We have watched a bit of wrestling. We watched a bit of wrestling. (laughs) We watched Nope at the cinema. We did go and see Nope. Now... Jordan Peele. Oh, he's just great, eh? So, in it, funny, just out of the the stages of discovery of yeah. Jordan Peele. So, I think did we go and see Get Out in the cinema? I don't remember, but I honestly don't remember. But I know there was so much buzz around the film, and mm. I, and we liked Daniel Kaluuya because of um, he uh, was he was in Psychonauts. Uh, it's not Psychonauts. Psychonauts. That's a game. That's a video game. Psychoville. Yeah. He was Sea Leaf in Psychoville. Yes. God, I completely and he was in a really good about episode that. of Black Mirror. He was in Doctor Who as well. Yeah. So, like, I know we watched Get Out, but I don't know how we watched Get Out. Maybe we did go to the cinema. I don't remember. But we... I, I don't... I, I think we did go cinema to see it because it was around the time when we had the cards. Yeah. We definitely went to see us in the cinema. 100% because we were so excited after Get Out but like Jordan Peele then became this guy who was sat at the Oscars with um, Chelsea Peretti his wife who we yeah. love from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and you know yeah. whatever else next to him he's like stoic as fuck you know graciously accepting his awards I know yeah and yeah, we're just yeah. like oh you know he's a fucking genius this like, guy what, like wh- where's, he, co- where's he come from yeah, yeah. who is this author? and then one day on YouTube <laughs> I stumble across the Key and Peele experience or whatever it's called he is the fucking man. He's so, He's funny. so funny. 
He's he's the best. I know, like I'm very biased for him. And we're probably so, preaching to the converted of many people who are who, 100% know, knew who who've he was. known it for like <laughs> ten years. Um, but he's the f- he's the best character actor I think I've ever seen. He's brilliant. He's just so funny. Why? Like I love the fact that he resists the temptation of like properly putting himself in his films. Yeah. Because he could, and he'd be oh, great yeah. in all of them, because oh, he's such a good actor. Without a doubt. <laughs> but yeah. It... Do you know what, we still haven't watched that film they did with a, with a cat in it. Oh, yeah. That looked great. It looked really great. bizarre, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But, right, so, so we went to watch Nope, and it's the first time, and whether people would find this as damning with faint praise, depending on what you think of this particular film I'm about to say, it's the first time I've walked out of a cinema since Nolan's Dark Knight where I thought that film was perfect. Which was shit. No, it I'm, was I'm not joking. Shit. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But that is like one of, up there with one of my top ten favourite yeah. films of all time because yeah. I just think it's... Apart from the ferries... The ferries? The ferries. You know the ferries. We had this conversation the other night. Did we? in the Dark Knight with the ferries... Yeah. Oh, when they're blowing in themselves. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was all. Uh, yeah, that's probably <laughs> the bit you enjoyed. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, the I, shit I, bit. I, I, I think because all the actors in it were just fucking dog ham, shit. Ham yeah, absolute dog shit. Oh, ham, please. Oh, my God. But, ham and salad cream sandwich. Yeah, terrible. But, like, that was the only bit of the film I was a bit like, yeah, I could do without that. But Dark Knight for me, and it must have been, I think certain films just hit you at the right time. Yeah. Exactly the right time, and they become, like, flawless to you and there's nothing anyone can say you can have people critique it you know i can have critics critique it and tell you Mm. all the things cinematically that are wrong with it but you just can't view it as anything other than that first experience and that was how i felt about dark knight and i've gone on to watch it so many times Mm -hmm. you know like batman begins dark knight rises meh but that one i just absolutely loved it it's definitely the best of the three loved it i loved it so much and it isn't all about fucking heath ledger as joker because i feel like that everyone wangs on about that and i also believe it's not your joker it's not your cup of tea andy as a joker but for me it's that film is just I love that beginning sequence that's the, an entire movie in like fifteen minutes of the bank heist. The bank heist, yeah. It's just great. It's just Nolan for me, and I do like Christopher he, Nolan. He knows how to do it. Yeah, a, a film, don't he? Joe, you know I, I mean, just a, just a quick side on Nolan. I love Tenant. Tenant, yeah. I, I, is that was that Tenet. Tenet, Tenet? Yeah. I was so surprised because I, I've always like really liked, liked the films and obviously we always go and see a Nolan film because it's one of your favourite directors. Mm-hmm. But I've always been like, yeah, this is okay. Because I, I feel like, and this is not a diss on myself, but I feel like as far as like films go, I'm pitched a little bit lower than you are. You know, I like a bit of bit of Marvel. I think that's fair. I think that, <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'm pitching. I'm pitching a little bit lower. I'm, I'm wanting you love a bit. A family film, I want, don't I want you? a bit more sparkle. I like a bit of Disney. I like a bit of Marvel. Uh, I want to see Dragon Ball Super, the new one at some point. I made you watch The Machinist. I'm. I'm that. That cunt. was tough. I'm. I'm that, that cunt tough. who's like, you need to watch this film. But you. Great. But you've shown me so many <laughs> fucking amazing films that I would have never have given half a. A, a watch to like the game I hadn't seen Love any that. Tarantino film 
before we got Andy, together. Get this, guys. Get this, guys. I was with Andy when he watched Pulp Fiction for the first time, and that is a very special experience when yes. you've watched and seen and you know what Pulp Fiction is, whatever your feelings about it. If, if you like it, you know, if you don't like it, it doesn't make any difference. But, but <laughs> I loved it, obviously. I like, yeah. thought it was great. But then. Andy's like, oh, I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I was like, wow, fuck, fucking strap yourself in yeah. because I feel like you're going to enjoy this. Or Robocop. And we went to see Robocop, Robocop in, in the, the cinema. cinema. Yeah. That, honestly, that Robocop in the cinema is one of my favourite cinema experiences ever. <laughs> I was laughing all the way through it. It was great. It was so much better than it deserved to be, which is why it's obviously got iconic kind of cult status. Mm. Um but yeah, for for me, no. It's was just like, that fucking guy who explodes. Oh god, crap! Well, there's, like, there's loads of guy falling in acid. There's, why is there a big acid tub like a water tower? I know. Yeah, you know, it's Ed two oh nine for me. Is the star cool. of the show. Yeah, he's just great. But nope is is just a fantastic film, and you can and and I think you said that you read an interview or saw an interview with Peel, and he said you can kind of take what you want out of it. Mm. You know, it can be this, it can be that. For me, it was his latter comment of. You know, it's just an enjoyable film. It's just a a, a a reasonable story, very well executed, very well acted. Um, so to me, I wasn't I wasn't. Uh, it, it's interesting. So the thing for me with films being pitched a little bit lower is I really enjoy the aftermath. So when when they say like, oh, well, this is what the film's about. This is mm. kind of the theme and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, I'm never gonna get that. You know, I. In many a you know a book and film, I'm like when there's a reveal, I'm like the most shocked person ever. <laughs> Whereas like you can call them, and I think I've got better at calling. Yeah. Them. But um, you know you can call them within the first five minutes. You know normally, which is which sucks because then your enjoyment kind of. It's only because I'm looking for it, and I'm like yeah. I'm like I love a devious mind. Yeah. So I'm blissfully ignorant to these kind of things, um, but like the, the whole thing we know being like our fascination with what was it i can't even remember it now human human beings is fascination it's like spectacle spectacle and he says yeah. it's it's in the first quote at the start of it and it's just like people's egos yeah getting involved like getting to when you think you can tame something and own it for yourself yeah and make money off it and profit off it yeah and actually it's out of your control and you can you can take that as anything it could be the case of like even sounds like dead lame but like even like planet earth and all that yeah, shit yeah. it's like yeah. it'll take what it wants at the end of the day yeah but like it's it's really it was just it was it, i just found it even like like you say you know like on the surface level as a film just so well done like there wasn't a frame of the film I was bored and I get bored in films you know what I'm like yeah I start checking my watch mm. I'm a bit fed up I haven't seen I'm like moving around well I'm going to make you leave your phone at home when we see Dragon Ball I'm joking <laughs> I'm and try, I don't know whether I'm it's because not there's, a, there's a big trend in there right, right now of like three hour movies and it's far too I remember when Titanic came out and it's the first time I'd ever seen a film that long. There was an interval in the middle of it at Unit Four I remember where the little lady for, came for walking Titanic. up with the fucking yeah. ice cream and it was like a fifteen minute interval and everyone went to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Like well behaved children and yep. then came back and had the second half of the film and you know, obviously they don't do that now. They just let it run on for three hours. Yeah. And that's the norm. Like, See, I I don't mind that. I quite like that because I don't know whether it's uh, like again another kind of dumb thing to think, but I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. 
Whereas that's like why with... they do it apparently. That's par- that's apparently one of the reasons why films are three hours. Yeah. Because it costs so much to go to the movies. Yeah. In any country, and they want to give people like they want people to pay it. And yeah. not just wait for it. It's almost yeah. like you're there because if you're at the theatre, you're there for three hours. Yeah. If you're at the cinema and you're paying a tenner or fifteen yeah. quid or whatever, you're there for three hours. And that's the thing. Like I do, I do think there's something to be said for the theatre analogy mm. because you are paying, like, say, you know, a masterpiece like Book of Mormon. <laughs> you know, if you if you want a decent ticket, you're paying hundred quid a ticket. That's true. At the very at the very least, you're paying hundred quid a ticket. So, for when you when you think about it from that side, you know, if you've got one of these cards where it's like fourteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine a month or whatever it is, and you can go as many times as you want, it's a lot of entertainment for what you get. And but then also it's always going to get. Oh, we're we doing a film podcast now. Uh, it's always going to get um, kind of, uh, you know, compared with things like Netflix, which is what a tenner a month now. Has it gone up to a tenner? I don't Something know. like that. It just keeps going. All I know up. is that fucking YouTube's costing seventeen ninety nine a month, which just thinks insane. That's bad. That's bad. I think we might. I might have to cancel that and just. Well, especially now. But um, we cancel that and then I'll just have to put up with the adverts. It's, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so, so it's always it's gonna get you know it's gonna get that comparison of you know a theatre is about three hours with an interval and you're paying hundred quid a ticket. As opposed to, well, I can pay £10 a month for Netflix and watch as many films as I want, or seven ninety nine for things like Disney Plus, and, which I've got all those three-hour-long Marvel, Star Wars types of thing, things. But I do really like the experience of being in a cinema and, and losing myself. Yeah. And it doesn't happen for the whole three hours. Like, there's things that jar me out, because, I, you know, I like sitting right in the front... So I can't see anybody fucking munching on stuff or, you know, on the phones or anything like that. You know, if, if I've got an un, uninterrupted view, so I can't see anything else but the screen, which is the case if you sit right at the front and you're probably going to get a neck ache, but I can I can lose myself in it mm. and time can just pass and I'm like, oh shit, we're near the end, you know, final battle <laughs> you know, type thing. Um, but yeah, no, Nope, I thought was, was brilliant. I just found it perfect. There was not one note of the film I would change, not nothing. Not one character, not one actor, not one scene. I want to cut anything. Yeah. And usually I'm a bit like, ah, oh, it's a bit fleshy. I'd cut that. Yeah. Like I think the only thing I can compare it to for that is when we went to watch that Batman film, the oh, Pattinson Christ. Batman, yeah. and I was like, you could cut this, you could cut this, this could go. This well, could no, go. it wasn't three hours. It was like no, it was two and two, two, two hours, hours ten minutes, ten minutes something yeah. like that. I think that's a sweet spot. If you can get something yeah. around two hours, that's a real sweet spot. If you can do fucking ninety minutes. Even well, Dragon Ball Super's uh, one hour forty minutes. Is Hashtag it? just saying. Well, you need to go see it. <laughs> I know I do on my own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Nope, I really enjoyed. So that was quite a positive. Uh, it was a nice part of our week, and we had a Wagamamas. We did have a Wagamamas. I love Wagamamas. I always feel hungry when I come out, but it's because I'm not clean. Stuff, clean. stuffing my face with bread and cheese and meat. That's why. It's not a European. Bone in its menu, is there? <laughs> There's no fucking. Is it Vietnamese? Um, I think it's. I think it's like Japanese something fusion. Right. So it's Japanese and something. I'm sure the cookbook says Vietnamese on it. Maybe it's that. Um, so it's like a bit of both. Maybe. Yeah. Fucking Brian, it's funny. Don't worry, Brian. We're getting to you, mate. Don't worry about that. I think we should just crack on with the old rest. I think we. Can, I think we get on because we've got a lot to talk about mm-hmm. today. So let me have a little cough. 
you know, and then we can... Well, I mean, have a wee, actually. Well, you can have a wee. So if you say you're Andy, <coughs> oh, Jesus. If you say you're Andy, just... Can you shout, I'm Gemma from no, the can't. toilet? <clears throat> okay, let's get, a, let's get a Pepsi open, shall we? Got a water, got a Pepsi, got me vape. Got Brian, it's all good. Brian, I really appreciate the Titanic reference, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean, mate. <clears throat> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to RTM Wrestling episode 206, or you could call it 205.5, uh, whichever you want to do. Hope you're all well, hope you're all safe, uh, and hope you're all having a, having a great week. Uh, it's been a very interesting week in wrestling, in a week where we've had talk about potential backstage heat, uh, people returning, and uh, I think Clash at the Castle's coming up relatively soon, isn't it? So there's, there's a lot, maybe Clash at the Castle, we'll get into that later, whether or not we're going to watch it again. Um, but my name's Andy. I'm Gemma! <laughs> and we're a wrestling show. I'm not going to tell you where to listen to it, because you're listening to it now, so thank you very much. Really appreciate it. But what you may not know is we're on Twitter, at RTM Wrestling. Uh, give us a tweet, we'll read it out. We always read it out. We've got a few today. Um, a few bits and bobs and points to, to go through. Um, so it is 205.5. Obviously, last time we kind of got into it about AEW. Um, this week, that's not changed. I'm seeing Caitlin King, and we'll be seeing Caitlin King next week as well, going against Britt Baker, I think, or some something like that. Who gives um, a fuck? Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, because I think we've both watched both Dynamite and Rampage, mm-hmm. kind of half half watching, half you know, playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, <laughs> so... It's been, I think it's been a really interesting week in wrestling, and like I've seen none of the G one. Obviously, uh, you know, you can make your own assumptions of what they're going with with Akada winning it again, um, but it is what it is. I think with that, I think when you when you're struggling to get people and stuff, and they've their Wrestle Kingdoms now being moved to one night instead of three, Shit. so something's. Something's not really working out mm. on their end at the moment, and I think it must be talent related. So whether or not you can get tons of AW people over, or you know, and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. Um, so let's start where we kind of left last week. So we were we were going to get on and kind of talk about WWE and the state of the situation because we we'd not done a podcast really since the whole Vince stepping down and all that kind of stuff. So my first point on yeah. here. Is return of the gack. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> return of the gack. Come on. So obviously massive shake up, and this has been like probably a month now. Yeah, <laughs> this is thing. Yeah. So Stephanie McMahon's joint CEO with Nick Khan. Triple H has take t- took over talent relations again. Uh, he's been re-signing anybody he can. He kind of can. According to again rag sheety stuff, but somebody in AW got tapped up and dobbed him in, which is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit illegal. But you know it is what it is. Um, but people like Hit Row, uh, Dakota Kai, Gagano's name has been all over the the, the broadcasts. Uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, Dexter Loomis. I'm really surprised at Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Are you though? Well, Are you surprised? I'm. I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but I'm surprised that Triple H has been able to claw back people that fast that he likes. Like, because that was yeah. immediate. That was quick. 
and they've got a you know I didn't I didn't click into it and I didn't read it but there was a there was an article I think maybe on Wrestling Observer or one of the rag sheets that I was kind of looking at um, saying whether or not that him and Scarlett were able to do the outstanding indie days that they've got booked mm. um, so whether or not they are or they are I don't think they'd really be asked if 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 I'm quite honest but um, but yeah so the kind of the thought process behind this was. Is it time? Is it time to give it another go? Um, so the tweets we got at the time, uh, we got this one this week and then a few from last week. Um, so we got Axel underscore Jamo who's tweeted us and give us a DM. Who's put Omega's great. We'll get on to that. Um, I watched Smackdown and fuck my life. It was actually a wrestling show. Uh, and he D- DM'd us the week before saying, uh, mostly watched highlights. Uh, found out that you can watch replays of on Smackdown on the BT app, which he's got on his phone. I uh, love that on Raw there was a few interview there were few interviews and showed a car crash in the background and they didn't acknowledge it or ram it down your throat like they normally do. Uh, you kind of rewarded you for actually noticing things. Um uh, um it says Tony Khan gets a lot of stick for debuts, etc. And Triple H is basically bringing the bulk of people back and being praised for doing it without getting any of the shit Tony Khan gets. Um, but yeah, as a fan, I want to watch WWE. I want it to be watchable. Uh, and it seems like longer stories, better ring matches are kind of slowly happening. Uh, Gable versus Ziggler on Raw last week was a good in-ring match uh, Carrion underscore Robert put, wait and see if Bray comes back and then if they get Alexa back doing her whole spooky gimmick thing <laughs> uh, Chris Horrocks 31 has put I've watched highlights on YouTube Kevin Owens turning up the aggression has potential uh, overturning stupid bands on terms is making it easier to watch uh, I think Chris, uh, sorry, Lee Price mentioned, you know, he's going to watch again mm. if they sort the camera cut situation out. So the camera cut situation is still the same. Um, so that's not really, um, not really. I don't think that's going to change for a while, basically. And then the, the the ending to that sort of segment is, I got a pot. I had a poll going last week, uh, which got nearly twenty votes on it. Um, let's just put them up for an hour. Uh, will Triple H be in charge in Curry to watch more? 58.8% of those people said yes, they would give it a go now. Uh, with 30% being, I'm just going to watch it the same. 11% being no. Mm-hmm. So just on that metric of those you know, 17 people, it's a pretty overwhelmingly positive thing. And Raw and SmackDown's viewing figures are way up on yeah. what they were you know, two months ago. And mm-hmm. Whatever reason that is, but I think a lot of it is because... Triple H is kind of in charge, it's a new thing, people want to see how it goes. So yeah, so the real kind of question is, is it time to give them a go again? I mean, I, I, I need a bit more time, I think I need sort of to see a few more highlights and to be coaxed back into... And, and yeah, I, I, need, I just need a bit more sort of like proof that it's going to be decent, I reckon. Yeah, and because it is a different style to AEW, I'm not sure that you know it will it will remain the WWE style. You know, which we all that's how we you know that's how I got into wrestling and mm. and was still a fan of wrestling up until a couple of years <coughs> ago when I'm kind of like pretty much switched to AEW and I've got used to AEW now in terms of their style of wrestling and everything. Yeah, and I like I do like it. I do I don't think there's anything that there's, there's the, the things that AEW lack for me 
isn't that big of a deal that would make me seek it out in WWE, if that makes sense. Right. They're, they're small things. Yeah. So I don't know, really. I'd like to. I, I would really... I, do you know what? I think the first thing I want to watch is Clash at the Castle. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to suggest. I think that's the first... And, and I'd, I would probably get the network. Would you? I think so. We'll see. Yeah, I but like, fi- I can figure it out. Don't worry. But I'd like. I think. I, th- I think I want to watch Clash at the Castle. Yeah, I. I want to watch that too. Just because it's a UK event. Yeah. I think it would be silly. I think. I think if you, you know, if if you're not even remotely, you know, asked about it, then fair enough. And I know none of the matches. I think it's McIntyre Reigns. I'm not 100 percent certain. Because I saw a highlight when Karrion Cross came back where he kind of attacked him, so maybe he's in it as well, like a triple threat. Um, so I think I think if you're even remotely interested in wrestling and you're in the UK, I think it's a little bit silly not to watch it. Yeah, that's the, that's the. I think that might be the first thing, and I think that gives them enough time and Triple H enough time to sort of. And I know stuff like that will be so far in advance, sort of planned yeah. out. But that's, I think that's the first thing I want to give a go at and see if I enjoy it. Because I did enjoy WrestleMania this year. I properly mm. did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it didn't make me want to watch it week on week on week. And I no. don't think Clash at the Castle is going to make me want to watch it week on week. <coughs> the interesting thing for me that, you know, like what, you know, my little retweet eye emojis um, mm. on moves is that I did my first WWE one ever, like about three weeks ago. And it was Mustafa Ali and somebody in AJ Styles. And Mustafa Ali hit like a 450 splash into a Styles clash. And I was like, holy shit, that was cool. So it's little things like that. I think like as a, as a broad kind of stroke, you know, the issue with WWE has never been who they've got. Mm-hmm. The, who, who they've got has been fantastic in spite of itself. Yeah. And obviously, because it's the biggest one, and you know, you pay them the most money, so you're going to get the, the 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 best kind of people you can who are you know going to be doing that. So the fact that the reports f- that I've seen are, are now kind of saying the match quality is kind of coming back, the stupid booking isn't isn't there as much. Mm. So there is the, there's going to be hangovers from Vince his thing. And a side note on him. Because I, I still see people saying, you know, Vince is still in charge. Don't believe for a second that Vince is not in charge and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it's like, it, it's you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So all those opening kind of, you know, Michael Cole calling them wrestling fans, and but still using WWE Universe as well, but saying mm. wrestling fans. Just that loosening up, I think, of yeah. the rules is most welcome. Yeah, but then, but then the, the 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 kind of point I was making there is the they say well oh well if you're trying to make it so Vince is not there that's exactly what you do it's like Vince isn't got isn't there Mm-mm. there's a reason why Vince isn't there and that's because he owes the company nearly twenty million dollars now and it keeps going up and it ain't finished so he ain't coming back there's no there's no time he's not involved yes he's a majority shareholder. But the the majority shareholder can only vote on things like whether or not they sell the company. He ain't involved in creative. He's not there. He's not like Malcolm Tucker on Thick of It after he gets sacked so he just comes in and gets Ollie to help him set up a printer. Like, no, he's <laughs> he's not there. He's not involved. And you can tell he's not involved because of what people are saying is that it's a lot better show now. 
you know it's a really good thing to watch for people if you've got it and don't subscribe to it because it's another thing to pay for but on apple tv there was a dramatization of we work which What's was that? the office space people who like were like millennial office space and jared leto played the guy and i watched a documentary about him before right. i saw the dramatization jared leto's not a good actor but he did a pretty good job actually of capturing this wanker of a guy weirdly enough he can play a wanker oh yeah that's, that's a surprise but um but the final days of that guy being let go as ceo or whatever he was or final weeks even i believe mirror what was happening in wwe because right. he would not go and the, he'd rinsed all this money he was doing stupid things and wouldn't go Right. And they kept having these big meetings, going, "You gotta go. You got. You got. You're going. We're telling you, you're gone. You're done yeah. today. It's over, mate. It's over." And he just wouldn't accept it, and was getting lawyers involved to try. And it and it's so, to me, having watched that, to then seeing what happened to WWE, it's like I imagine yeah. the last few weeks of Vince McMahon's reign was a bit like that, and would make an yeah. amazing movie. <coughs> I think if they made like an Aaron Sorkin esque film. Yeah of the last the few days I, I think so yeah. yeah i'm saying his name like without any confidence but like you know like the guy who's very you know that does very talky films mm. you know like it, I, that'll happen and i think that those last few weeks at wwe from the point of the first article drop in you know at the wall street journal yeah, yeah. to him going would make a great film in itself because i bet it was yeah. a struggle to get him to go i bet the drama that went on in that time and we just saw him coming out sort of essentially so, yeah. saying don't let the fuckers get you down sort of thing yeah you yeah. know which will have been almost like he's going out there against all advice because no one would ever tell him to do that no. there's no shareholder on the planet and there's no big person who's like a huge stakeholder in the company that would have told him to he will have just done that yeah because he's the majority shareholder and head of creative so he could do whatever he wanted of course but he will have been advised not to and it will have just been a slow steady burn of this guy's got to go we have to get him out yeah and as far as like him coming out on tv regardless of what you think about the the individual was a masterstroke because it did really well for the ratings, him being on it. And they've kind of not lost those people that were intrigued by it. Well, it was because, a very Vince... Because things has happened. It's a very know. Vince McMahon thing to do. Because he only ever... Be, you know, he changes things on the night. Vince McMahon doesn't think beyond the night. No. And the ratings on that night. So, of course, he was like, well, if I go out, the ratings are going to get a boost. He's not thinking long-term, because he never thinks long-term, because that's why he overrides his content teams that he employs, Mm. because he's only thinking about that one night at a time, which is why the show is so fucking disparate and sporadic and weird, because... And the finishes just didn't make any sense. They're all right. Everything's so random, because he wants, on that particular night, the ratings to be high, and he's never thinking about the next show. Yeah. That's that's my unless it was WrestleMania backlash. Fucking <laughs> hell, yeah. Just thinking, a weird amount of time. Think, yeah, yeah. Then it's thinking about the show too much. But like to hear people like Alvarez, you know, talk about how great, you know, and it's like throwing throwing a, a, a mouldy bread to the starving. It feels a little bit, but you know, he goes through his raw report on a Friday, um, you know, basically saying what's coming up on Monday. Mm. and for it to actually happen 
And he's not just because there was a time when on Observer Live he just said, "I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going. I'm not going through for ten minutes on this show. What is happening on Raw on Monday? Because none of it happens. Mm. Like it never happens. And the advertised stuff and people are buying tickets and then Brock Lesnar doesn't turn up and all and all this kind of stuff. Or they change the matches and which of course you know every now and again you're absolutely fine with, but every week. For every week, for a long time, and this is because I've got no frame of reference because I've not been watching it, but just he, he, he is the only one that I hear regularly mm. that watches WWE. That's the only person I listen to who watches WWE. And to hear him be like, you know, just the fact that I go into a show knowing what's going to be on the show and it actually happens, just, you know, and when, you, when you're talking like that, that should be like the bare minimum. So obviously, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time brewing. But, if because, you know, apparently Champa's been having a good outings and they've been mentioning Gargano and obviously he's, I saw a thing before that I thought, well, I'm not putting that in because it's just a statement. It's not a news story. But that he's desperate to get the black and gold people back. That includes Regal. That includes Cole. Yeah. All those people. Which might make AEW better because of the sheer amount of people that they've got at the moment. True. But the it does it does feel like a, a another po- a real positive kind of time. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to get the people who try and like you know piss on it, like oh it's still WWE shit. But at the end of the day, you know a good a good wrestling show is a good wrestling show. And if you've not got any like major allegiances. Of course, you want to watch everything. Because I want to watch good, everything. Yeah, if something's yeah. good, I'll watch it. Yeah. The only reason I've not watched WWE, WWE is because it's not been good. Yeah. It's just not. WrestleMania was, you know, like good, but it was t- it tended to be good because of the outside help. Yeah. You know, the jackass stuff was stupid as it was, was entertaining to me. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold, obviously, all of that was entertaining. Mm hmm. It, you know, there were some really good moments, but they tended those those are the things that stick in my head, and they're not the people who are, you know, supposedly the leaders. And yeah. and I was wondering the other day about you know because obviously Karrion Cross has come back and he's like making a play for all these other people and he's trying to get his the people he loves back. I wonder if there are people now on the show who are worried about their future on WWE because they're not a Triple H guy like or girl like mm-hmm. they're they're not someone that he chose put forward you know like Austin Theory for example see th- it's funny you say that because Austin Theory's been the one that's been bounding around and I know that they did the whole promo with Reigns where Reigns said your daddy's gone which mm-hmm. is a great line mm-hmm. um but Austin Theory seems to be the one that the fans... Are, and when I say the fans, what I'm also saying is the rag sheets. Yes. It doesn't matter if they get paid for it or not. It's the, the, the fans as a collective have kind of singled Austin Theory out. Well, it's because Vince was so hot on him and he never yeah. does that. Yeah. And, it, and it, he, he kind of they've singled him out as being like, oh shit, he's in trouble now. See, now what I think will happen there is it, he'll be bigger he'll be even bigger than he was going to be under Vince. Because the thing... It's a naturally easy storyline to make. Is you've got this guy, like they did with Reigns, so so if you think about all the other ones, like Cena, Reigns, and all that kind of stuff, it gets to a point where... And I know Theory is supposed to be a heel, 
and all that kind of stuff but eventually they'd turn him face and they'd push him to the moon make him the champion and all that kind of mm. stuff if previous which I don't think they would have done with him but I think he would have been like another Miz that's what I think he was going to be with that but what they can do now is the um, his theory can be the underdog now so if they wanted to, and again, I've not seen anything, so if they have started or anything like that, I don't know. But what they could do with Theory is now turn him into... Because whatever I've seen of him like on NXT when I was at the end of kind of being being interested in NXT when he was with Gargano and the way, um, he looked reasonably capable mm-hmm. in the ring. And you don't... This thing with WWE, like you don't need to have a five-star match for everybody to be like, holy shit, what a match. You just need to have a passable, cohesive match with a decent finish. Mm-hmm. And then, and everybody's up in arms. It's a WrestleMania main event standard because they, for so long they've not been allowed to do so much. So with Theory now, you've got an easily made story of he's the guy who Vince picked, so he's going to be a heel for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when you want to flip that script... You've got the you've got the you know whoever it is whether it's Triple H decides to come back as a as a you know a GM esque you know heel role you've got the kind of not not to the level of the Daniel Bryan situation but you've got a we we didn't pick you so we're therefore you're not going to get any opportunities mm. and it's not going to take long for the crowd to flip and be like actually yeah he might have been a Vince guy to start with but he was this close to beating Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. he was this close to beating this person he was this he keeps getting that cl- that close to you know whatever it is that he's going for at the time so that is a ready made storyline for him like theories theory should be locked up really for the next 2 years as far as content because you can do that you can have him as a heel for 12 months from now you know or, or maybe from now till WrestleMania and then WrestleMania after you can flip him and have twelve months of him being the plucky underdog, who is getting held back because he was Vince's guy. Yeah. So that you know, but okay, that's that's just that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. But yeah, I think Clash at the Castle is the is the one is the stepping in point because there's been times where I've kind of thought to myself, you know, oh let's let's give this a go, mm-hmm. but. Because it's so hard if you don't have BT Sport, which you know, there's nothing on BT Sport other than other than that that I'm like even half interested in. Because I watch the highlights of football, I can watch you know UFC. I've got the fight pass, so I get to watch that like you know two days after it airs and the prelims straight away, which is enough content to keep you going for two two days. Yeah. So I don't need BT Sport. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to seek out Raw and SmackDown, but you know, the, I think the 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 pay per view, you know, whatever the premium live events or whatever, see if that gets dropped. I think that's the stepping in point. Is Clash at the Castle? I don't want to know anything going in. I don't know. Want to know what the matches are? Mm-mm. Nothing. I just want to turn it on, and whatever matches are on, I kind of get told as I'm going. Yes. I think. Is there anything like? Can you think of anything to happen that would make you go shit? I need to see that. Um, not a full show, but I think I'd be keen to watch a video of 
if Bray Wyatt came back. Yeah. I'd be keen to watch what they're going to do, how they bring Sasha and Naomi back. Yep. Because that's happening. Yeah, that they've apparently re signed. Yeah. So. Again, if you can believe. What? Yeah, well, what? I, I think there are moments that I'm sort of a bit intrigued by, but not entire shows. And not. It's going to be. I think. I don't think you and I exited WWE quickly. It was a slow burn of us. It was like five years. It was a slow burn of us yeah, losing yeah. interest. And I think it'll be the same going back. I think it'll be a slow burn to get back. I don't think there'll be any one, one show thing. or anything that gets us to want to watch it every week again. But I'd like to yeah. be excited about watching shows. Whether that, whatever fucking company that is, I'd love to be excited about their weekly shows. Yeah. Especially like their main one. Like, I'd love to be yeah. as excited as I was about Dynamite now than I was, you know, like, 12 months ago. But yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'd like same. to be as excited as I used to be about watching Raw on a Tuesday after work. Yeah. You know, when you've kind of, like, back in the day when we used to fucking download it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it, I, I'd love that because it's, it is escapism and it's, when done well, it's so joyful yeah. But it's it, it stops being joyful when it makes you angry. And as soon as it starts making you angry, you've got to exit and step back. Because yeah. I don't hate... The only thing I hate watched was that latest Sex and the City series. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I don't hate... I don't like to hate watch things because yeah. life's hard enough. And I'm not tuning into something to pick holes in it. Yeah. and say all the sh- and live tweet about how terrible it is because that's not what entertainment television's supposed to be it's supposed to lift you up and make you feel good yeah. and until it does that I won't watch it but mm. I will dip my toe in and hopefully it finally gets to that point yeah. and it's funny because when it was lifting me up and entertaining me the product was terrible it was like yeah. back in 2012, 2013 you know, when I watched it again. And it was fucking gash. But for some reason, I found it so joyful at that point. Because obviously everything changes, everything moves on. Yeah. So like when you look back at it now, it's like, oh, this is terrible. But it's like, at the time though, this was entertaining. Yeah. Because there was little all else that yeah. we were aware of. So this really was our escape when we were both working at the same place, having a shit day at work, having a shit week at work. Yeah. You know, like WWE, Raw and SmackDown and NXT was su- such escapism to the point we started a podcast because yeah, we were yeah. so like caught well, up N- in it. NXT was the, th- was the show. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for NXT, we wouldn't have carried on for as long as we did. We wouldn't have gone to WrestleMania. We wouldn't have done half the stuff that we did if it wasn't for NXT. Um, which we can come on to in a sec. But the... Uh, the guy who was in charge of NXT is now in charge of WWE. So this is this is basically the scenario that we we preached about and, and talked wanted. about and always wanted. We and now, all always wanted it. Yeah, and now's the time because because you know again we're we're you know a little bit older, a little bit wiser in the tooth. You know, it's if that's that's not even the long right term, the long in the tooth, but wiser with it. Um, <laughs> Wiser with teeth. <laughs> He's wiser, wiser with teeth. With long teeth because we've got receding gums because we're getting older. 
<laughs> oh man, but, but yeah, but because of that, I'm very wary, and I, I obviously don't. You know, it's one of them things where you think, oh, I don't. Do I have like? Because because NXT 2.0 would have to do a hell of a lot to. Would has got to do ironically a hell of a lot more than Raw and SmackDown have to, but the whole kind of. I don't know the whole kind of um, skepticism from me of like, well, is it gonna be any any good? Is I'm 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 still I'm, I do want it to be good, but if it was really good, do I have that extra five hours a week to put that in with AW as well? Which AW's kind of ticking a box at the moment. I'm not massively into what's going on, mm. but and it is and it is getting to that point where it's frustrating me. Like we were the last show we kind of went into, um, but I don't know. I, I don't. Do you know what? I don't know what I want from it, no. which is really tough to kind of say because obviously I think we. Um, when when I, th- I think when we were really like into it watching everything that WWE put out and we're doing the podcast and was kind of more positive I think a lot of the reasoning behind that because obviously we've talked in the, the opening about my sort of film habits is when you're not told something hmm. do you notice something's a, an issue so now you know, with all the wrestling observers and the you know and the rag sheets and all that kind of stuff, and the fact that as I would say hardcore wrestling fans, you know, not not the hardest of hardcore, you know, I'm not watching GCW shows on fire. You've got an exploding kind of barbed wire deathmatch T-shirt on. I would say you're quite hardcore. Then. We, we know we know how that went. <laughs> we know how that finished <laughs> with a droop. Um, but. And yet, the coolest T-shirt that's ever been produced. Cool T-shirt. See, Kenny's new T-shirt's great, but it's black. Yeah. Don't want. I don't want a black T-shirt. I've got enough black T-shirts. Come on, guys. Not all dweebs want a black T-shirt. We know it's slimming. This dweeb doesn't mind a black T-shirt, but I don't want everything <laughs> to be a black T-shirt. I want. A, I want a choice. Um, but yeah, I think. I think f- for me personally, like if we didn't do the podcast. I don't think I would watch it at this moment in time. Mm. I think there's obviously a lot going on that you know takes your attention away from certain things. As far as hobbies go, I think wrestling's like quite low on the list at the moment because it's kind of not giving me what I want. And I think the the issue with watching something like AEW and only watching AEW is because they're a little bit more of an open book. And so, and again, we can we can talk about this later when we go through the AW sort of stuff because they're a bit more of a, an open book and it's a newer company and there isn't that many you know fucking people in place and you know even though a lot of stuff gets leaked out of WWE but it's normally things that they want leaking out I think you hear about what's going on at AEW far too much as mm. a fan mm. even just as a casual fan of it I think you know too much of what's going on in the real world. And that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. But I think for me, like, I know, I, I feel like I can watch an AW show. And because it's booked coherently, it doesn't surprise me. 
What do you mean? Like it, it does it doesn't surprise me. So like the main event of Dynamite this week, Kenny and the Young Bucks are winning. Yeah. So I, there wasn't a second where I thought that that was, which was which is why I think that should have finished with Daniel Bryan, uh, sorry Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia, because that was that's a that's a match that could have gone either way because they were one on one. So I think that should have been the main event. I think there's a lot of things like that where I think their booking is 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 what you class as good, mm. but it's very predictable and it's very, you know, the the big the big moment of the main event was the return, and it shouldn't have been. Because they're a wrestling company, they're not that type of company. Whereas if you WWE maybe a couple of weeks ago, you know if John if if you know Roman Reigns was having a a, a title match and it was an unnamed opponent, you would put that in as the main event, and then the you know the Lesnar's or the Cena's or whatever coming out, that's your main talking point. The match is never going to be here or there. But that would be because it's a title match. That's not really a fair comparison. But but you kind of get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and the re- the reason why is because I I do know more than I should know. Like I, I think as a wrestling fan, as people who listen to this show, because you're all intelligent people, and we all know too much about the show. And I, I think that's a thing. Just stepping back a bit and going, mm. you know, because we can talk about the we'll talk about the punk thing and all that kind of stuff later. But as a as a wrestling fan, I know too much. Like I, I know far too much of what goes on backstage, and I shouldn't. I should. All I should know is what they tell me. This table's wobbling a lot, by the way. Well, I've, 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 you it's, it's it? my leg. It's my right. leg. Um, but but that's that's basically my my point is I I, mm. I should only know what they show me on a television show. Yeah. But because I watch Being the Elite, because I watch you know wrestling. Uh, you know, Wrestling Observer and and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. I know too much. I know more than I should know. I think I think there is a real good point there because when you know, again, going back to when I started watching it again with you, mm. we didn't have anything other than the show. Yeah, and we'd have the odd documentary. And, and then even when the network started, you know, they'd never let you peek behind the curtain. They had st- stupid shit like Legends House. Yeah. They kind of kept the mystique going. And I'm not a huge fan of, like, kayfabe. I fucking hate it. I, I'm not saying I want, it like, loads of extra shit that's kayfabe. I don't. No. But I don't believe I need Twitter feeds and podcasts that... Because... That, I, I enjoy listening to Alvarez, but what I prefer when I listen to the likes of Alvarez is his take on things. I yeah. don't like his insider knowledge that predicts things. And when he says, oh, well, I know someone there and they've told me this. Yeah. He knows enough about wrestling that I kind of just want his take yeah. on something that's just happened. I don't want to have a spoiler. I don't want to have an insider knowledge of, oh, I've been speaking to the people at AW and they've told me this. Yes. I don't want that. I'm 100% with you. I'd rather just hear what he has to say from his knowledge and his take. And maybe that's why I don't like Meltzer at all, because Meltzer's always like, oh, you're speaking to that person, they said this and this and this, so it could be this, but it could be that. And it's like, but Meltzer never has a take. He yeah, always like, says, we'll I, see. I just want a take. I just yeah. want a take 
with you as what I would consider a re- more, much more of a wrestling expert than me. What do you think about that show you've just seen? What's yeah. your take on that show? I don't need you to be telling me that insiders are giving you this knowledge and the, you know, again, going on to the CM Punk thing later, but I don't need to hear what's happening backstage. Don't care, actually. I don't give a fuck about the gossip and the rumours and the insiders. I just want to hear what you think of it. Absolutely. I'm totally with you. Like the, the, The times, that's why I really liked, before I kind of unsubscribed from them, I really liked the Alvarez and... Um, Lance Storm show mm. because they would just talk about shows. And he, they dissect ma- yeah, matches yeah. and stuff, and Lance Storm was really good with that. And I don't agree with, you know, like everything Lance Storm said and every take he's ever said. Yeah. But that's the point. You know, like he's yeah, it's his, his yeah, yeah, he's got a take on it, and you kind of go, oh, that's quite interesting actually. But when he gives his take, or when I've heard him giving take, so I, I could be completely messing this up. But when I've heard him give his take, it's based on his knowledge as a person who's wrestled yeah. and been in the industry. So yeah. he's gone, well, do you know what? I don't think they should have done that because that really does ruin that mystique. And, da, 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 da. and you go, mm. oh, fuck off, Lance. You know, what, what are you on about? Like, it's, yeah. it's 2022. Not holding the ring ropes. But he's not spoiling anything. No. He's not going to that, like, rag sheet thing of telling me the, what everyone backstage is talking about. I couldn't give a flying shite about what people backstage are talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't care if people backstage are angry at a particular wrestler. When Sasha and Naomi walked out of WWE, I was like, fucking good on them. Yeah, yeah. Get in. And then when it was all like, oh, well, backstage, you're fucking pissed off. It's like, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to, I don't care. I don't care. Because that's like, if you had a shit manager in an office, a shit manager who spoke to you like, spoke to everyone like they were a piece of shit. And then one day, two people went, fuck you, and walked out. I wouldn't give a shit about all the scabs who were still there going, oh, that makes me very angry. All the fucking yeah. lick asses. Yeah. I don't give a shit about what the lick asses have to say. Yeah. I don't care. Because they're exactly lick asses. Yeah. Like, I want to fucking hear about the two who've took a stand and walked out. I don't need stories telling me that everyone thinks they're cunts. Yeah, yeah. Because I can fill in the blanks myself. And it seems to be a lot of that, oh, oh, oh bit of backstage heat for bloody blah for this or a bit of backstage heat for that and it's like I don't give a fuck because of course there is because it's a business and it's a company and you're going to have some people who kiss ass you're going to have some people who are naturally renegades who go against the grain and they're going to be people who toe the line and don't really give a shit who sit in the middle like that's the same in every business like go down to your local McDonald's you'd you'd have fucking rag sheets spilling the fucking beans about all the goings on in the backstage of McDonald's, so to speak. I know, speak. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't care about yeah. that side of it. I used to think I did. Me too. But I don't anymore. Because I think the this product, week has tipped it over the edge. Well, it's because the products themselves are so flawed. Like, the end product you see is so flawed in different ways yeah. that I need the magic back. And yeah. the whole, like, rumours of backstage animosity ruins it it's like i need the actual end product to be great and if the end product's perfect then maybe i'll entertain you telling me about anything going on backstage but right now it's not great so i don't need added shit telling me that person's feuding with that person all these people hate sasha banks they think she's a twat i don't want to hear that because i think she's a fucking legend her and naomi for walking out yeah 
in the Vince McMahon reign, yeah, she, yeah. they didn't fucking know that he was going to be gone. In all intents and purposes, they were fired. They were out, yeah. Because yeah. he wouldn't have had them back. They went they've on made TV. made appearances and stuff, haven't they? Yeah, since? they went on TV and said, oh, they've both let us down, they've let the fans yeah, down. Yeah. Proper Vince move. Yeah, they've so let the them, fans down. So to them, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. So it was a brave thing to do. And they weren't doing it for clout. Sasha Banks, I know we've slagged her off because she threw, spit a dummy out before. Mm-hmm. But... At least she did something about it, though. Because, like, obviously, when we when we talked about the Sasha and Naomi thing, yeah. I was very, like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just e- either go or either say you qu- you're quitting or stay. Like, make, make a choice. And they did kind of make a choice, and that's what's got to be respected. But they didn't publicly say mm. what they were doing, which, again, you know, you kind of got to respect. Um, but yeah, I'm completely with you. Like, th- th- I think this this week and the the shenanigans going on with AEW, which we will touch upon. <laughs> like as soon as you start going, I don't give a shit. I was like, oh fuck, that's like the biggest part of the show. But we'll <laughs> we'll kind of skip over it a little bit because I do have some thoughts I want to get out. But I'm totally with you. And I know we've said it like, or I've said it like loads of times, is that I need to stop going on these rag sheets mm. and I need to stop looking. Don't give them the time I th- of day. I think I've got. I think I've really got to pull back. For do you know what would be really interesting? If we watch Clash in the Castle, mm-hmm. whenever that is, is that this weekend? Next weekend? I've got no idea. I when think. It is. I think it's. Is it next weekend? Do you know what? There's. This will be the. I think the second show in the in, the third show in a row mm. where I've checked the date of Clash of the Castle. <laughs> I still don't know when it is. Clash at the castle. It might be miles off. Uh, Christ. Is it September? Well, I mean, it's only one week left of August, so... I think it I think it might be like two weeks or something. Like that. Oh, September 3rd, so... We're, okay, a couple of you weeks. You know, we're a couple, two weeks off. I, th- I think what would be a really interesting kind of um, exercise would be to watch Clash of the, Ca- Clash of the Castle, which is a Saturday... Mm-hmm. I think it, I think all outs that weekend as well, right? Which would be insane. Mm. Watch Clash at the Castle. Watch all out. Review that because we we'll, like because we'll, going into the WWE side of it, we'll we know nothing, so we don't know any of the backstage gossip. We know because I think backstage gossip in WWE only gets out if they want it to get out. Yeah. So they're running, you know, the whole line of six months ago about Taz saying WWE running a sloppy shop. The roles have kind of reversed a little bit now, mm. um, but I think what would be really interesting is watch Clash of the Castle, watch All Out, kind of review them both, and try and but stay away from the rag sheets leading up to both. Um, we should just mute a load of words because we can unmute them. Can, can you m- mute words on, you can on mute, Twitter? Yeah, you can mute words. Absolutely. Tony can. Mute a load of words. That's gone. Mute a load of words. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Ball sack. Ball sack. Oh, Chris could be here all day. But I'm Roman sure. I'm, I'm damn sure you can mute words. I tell you the first fucking kind of word that I'm fucking muting when you show me how to do it. CM Punk. I don't know how to do this muting words, oh, but it, I know it can oh, be it's, done. It's a Google away. Because the only reason I know this is because I was listening to a podcast, and I don't even know what podcast it was, where someone said that they were on Instagram and they were able to mute words on Instagram Shit. in their DMs. 
Oh, in the, so if somebody sent him a DM with that in, in word. On Instagram. Okay. But I'm sure you can do it on... I'll Google it. Yeah, well, if we can mute words, we'll mute a load of words. Yeah. And then just... In, in the lead up, we're not going to have anything ruined about potential fucking, you know, Return. mute things like Bray Wyatt. Loads of stuff that we think, you know, might be like things yeah. that are going to happen. Not that I'm saying that will happen, but just mute a shitload. Because you can unmute them at the end of imagine, it. Imagine if like, you know, again, <laughs> dragging AEW into, into this. Imagine if I didn't watch Being the Elite and didn't know, didn't listen to Alvarez or anything like that. I wouldn't know that Kenny Omega was coming back. No. I would assume it when they came out. Yeah. But they could have came out as the trio with Brandon Cutler and then Brandon Cutler says, listen guys, I've got a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. And then gives a piece of paper to Justin Roberts. Like that would have been such an incredible moment for me. But I knew he was coming out. So it was we like... Need to, we need to try and... What, what our aim should be with all of wrestling is to have the sting moment again. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is by either avoiding social media, which is very difficult, but muting. Just if we muting can mute words. words, just mute a load but of if fucking we, words. If we muted words and, like, say, for example, Chris Axel, Lee, Brian, you know, Gaz, if they if they tweeted us saying, "Oh, you've got to watch WWE this week," would we not see that tweet? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I honestly don't know how it works. I just know people can do it. I think for me, because I don't go on the homepage. Mm-hmm. All I need to do is stop listening to Wrestling Observer. Yeah, I, I would if I were you because they do spoil a lot of things, yeah. and and I just don't think it's worth it. No. If we would have had Sting spoiled for us, which was spoiled for no one by all accounts, yeah, yeah. which is why they got into trouble for it. <laughs> uh, but if that would have been spoiled for us, we'd have been waiting the whole show, and we'd have known as soon as that started, it was it's him. Sting, yeah. But we have no fucking idea, and that shit ran on and ran on and ran on. We're like, what's going on? What's this? And it was so fun. When, like, when it came up and said Sting, like me and you just both lost it. Holy shit, it was I've amazing. Not, I've not had that moment in wrestling for a very long Since time. Since then? Yeah. Since then, because everything's been completely ruined for yeah. us. Because everyone wants to get ahead of the news. The wrestling companies themselves leak it because they want the viewers. Yeah. So we don't stand a chance to be surprised. Like, no. if you, you'd have to, like not be on social media at all and watch it on your television and just be completely blind to what's happening. Yeah. And maybe that's why... And but I think even, that's... even then, like, there's some things you can't avoid. Like, if you imagine the CM Punk mm. thing, if it wasn't... If everybody didn't know that's what it was. And that's an anomaly. You can't, you can't do that because then you wouldn't have sold out the United Centre, you know, 19,000 or something. You wouldn't have had the viewing figures for Rampage you wouldn't have had all those things so they can't do that they can't just have a a, a surprise like a CM Punk regardless of what I think about him (laughs) you can't have that as a sting moment you know but I mean as an enjoyment thing you could and I would much prefer it but, but it's the little things it's the little things like you know I think Forbidden Door and the build-up to Forbidden Door would have been so much better if I didn't know what was going on and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think that's a that's a real uh, interesting kind of case study. Is watch Clash of the Castle, watch um, All Out, 
Monday review both the shows and what we liked, what we didn't mm-hmm. like, and talk about it kind of openly. Because the stuff that you do when when we used to watch the WWE shows and and review them, we kind of got out of the habit of doing that because it was like, well, who wants to see a review show? But we we were given our take, and, and a lot of humour came out of that of taking the piss out of mm. as long as you don't kind of go like we because we always kind of bored ourselves when we went match by match but when we went to the point where we were just picking highlights out of it and we, we said oh yeah. you know when we brushed over like because yeah. match by match it was like oh great yeah that was and it was AEW really that stopped that because it was like that was great that was great yeah I enjoyed that great great yeah, great yeah, yeah really yeah, good that was great, so yeah. it, there was nothing to say but there was, there was always more to say on WWE because there was... it wasn't as good. Because it wasn't as <laughs> yeah, good and yeah. there was like more shit to sort of complain about or laugh about. But yeah. that's... You know, I, I just think we should maybe just try to avoid it a little bit. Yeah. And not listen to the, the hot takes and... Because it'll just all get ruined and what is the point? Like, as I say, we get such a little joy out of like any entertainment. Every It's like... It is like the soaps where the fucking TV Times magazine would have a picture and it'd be like, oh, Deirdre, and she's like... She's look, dead. She's looking out of the prison bars. It's like, oh, Deirdre's going to fucking jail then. And that's for like five episodes exactly. of, the, of the trial. And, yeah, and you're yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, right, Every, great. Everybody... But isn't it weird that psychologically that gets people... That gives people... That more people watch it yeah. when, they, when they know what's going on. And there's arguments to say that people enjoy it more when they know what's going on. I do with certain things, but right now, that's not the case. I feel like wrestling's got a bit of a ground to gain See, with I, me. I can't get my head around that. Because if you think about the things that I like watching... Yeah. So I like watching sports. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched the UFC this weekend. But I was watching the UFC, and genuinely popped at a certain moment if I'd known that going in I'd have just been waiting for it well the thing is though that you react so brilliantly to stuff right that even if even if I know something's happening I'm then dead excited your reaction for something if i don't know. if, if yeah. i somehow know and i never seek things out but if i accidentally find something out and i don't want to tell you right i'm then buzzing waiting for your reaction right so that's what makes me happy if i know something before you do but i don't seek it out but if you but say say if you knew the sting moment before i did and you were like, oh, Andy's going to be buzzing about this. That wouldn't have been a good joint moment. No. That, that ab- would have been you just kind of... Absolutely not. But I would have been absolutely beside myself waiting for it. Right. Like, so excited. See, I I, I get a lot of joy from seeing you react to stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit weird. Yeah. No, I, I... spend my whole life just no, I, surprising you, jack in a box and <laughs> fucking put is a puppy. <laughs> scaring me. No, I, I do as well, and, and I think it's a certain situations. Mm. But I, I always think, I think my number one choice would be we discover something together rather than uh, yeah. I know something that's going to really, like, make me buzzy. Because there's been a few times when, like, I've watched wrestling and I've said to you, don't look at anything. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. the reaction's been great. But the, the, that joint sting reaction where we were kind of jumping up and down and yeah, it was wild. We going, holy fuck. The Oscars moment, babe. I mean, 
I mean, come on. When we were sat watching... The slap the, heard around the world. When we were watching the Oscars, we stayed up, and we may have talked about it in the podcast, and I'm really sorry if we have, but we, we stayed up all fucking night watching the Oscars because I love them. We were both knackered. And we were knackered, and we were both jaded as fuck. We were losing, like, the will to live, for want of a better word. And, <laughs> love it. And then the slap happened. I could have fucking ran a marathon after that. <laughs> We were just fucking buzzing, weren't we? We were like, oh my God. We were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I, I think we just like, for a, for a good like two or three minutes, like both our mouths was just open. <laughs> and then we kind of turned to each other, just mouth still open, just looking. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, so I understand great. I understand that in some circumstances, kind of knowing what's happened, what happens would, would be good in that situation. But the general sort of psychological consensus... Is if you know the outcome of a story, mm. say a film, TV show, whatever, you 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 enjoy it more when you watch it for the first time, even though you know what's happening. And I don't agree with that at all. Like if I knew the end of you know Marvel films, I wouldn't go and see them. If I knew, not that I have, I've not seen the new Thor, but I, but I don't know what happens in the new Thor, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to watching that. And, and I know it's not going to be fantastic, but and it's not going to be like Endgame. However, mm. I didn't know. I I knew going into the Spider-Man film, the, the latest Spider-Man film, which I still think is like up there with one of my favorite films ever. I knew that the other two were in it, mm-hmm. and that ruined it because if I didn't know that and they just came out, I would have been like, holy shit. But it got ruined for me because of the internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that anymore, knowing that they were in it. So, I, so I, I can't get my head around that at all. It's my, but but have, it's a it's a proven thing. No, but I have I if I can talk about it from my perspective. Yeah. So, if I don't care very much about something, I'd rather know the outcome. Okay. If I care a lot about something going in it, like no. I don't want to know. Yeah. But if I if I'm finding I'm clawing for information before I go into it, I know I don't care about it. Right. Okay. So I know I I know I need the little like breadcrumbs to get me to watch it. Okay. And to get me to engage with it. Yeah, I understand that. That's so, a, yeah. so like you told me every because you saw Spider Man before I did. Yeah. And you told me blow by blow the plot of the film yeah. and then After we both went once. and then yeah. we both went to the cinema to watch it yeah. and i enjoyed it yeah. but i'm not invested in spider-man i've got no emotional attachment i don't care yeah and it's just a popcorn film for me yeah whereas you care about spider-man so you would have much preferred that to be completely under wraps for you yeah. for you to have been surprised because you're emotionally invested in the character and the movies of spider-man you always have been yeah. you want them to be great and you want them to be awesome and I have... If only they could have leaked the fucking... Um, what's it? What they call crane scene in the first Amazing Spider-Man. Well... That might yeah. have saved me a few hours of my life. That's true. But, but I, <laughs> I, I have things that I don't want to know. Like, I really don't want to know. And, and I know if I don't want to no. know, that I, and I freak out if someone says they've seen it, I go, please don't tell me. Mm-hmm. That's when I know I care. Yeah. But... Nine times out of ten, because there's very few things entertainment-wise that I give a fuck about. Yeah. I wanna. I kind of would rather know the outcome because then I know if it's worth my time to watch. And yeah. I know if I'm gonna. So if if for example, Clash at the Castle happened, 
and I didn't manage to stay up for it and you stayed up and watched it all mm. I say to you were there any surprises that would be the first thing I'd say any, yeah. any surprises if you said no I don't think I'd watch it right and if you said yes there's a couple of surprises in there I'd go okay it's worth my time then yeah. but I couldn't watch it blind go because I don't care enough yeah I know what you mean I need to have a bit of I need to have a bit of enticement with the things I don't give that much of a fuck about yeah and I need to, and, and for things that I really don't care about, I kind of need the whole plot. Yeah. I need everything. I need you to tell me. To spell uh, it out. The Spider-Man thing, that there's, you know, two people in there. I need that whole thing for me to bother me ass to watch it. Mm. And that's, and, and that's like, that just shows you care about stuff if you don't want to know. Yeah. Because most of the time I'm just like, if someone says to me, oh, I've seen this. And I'm a bit, I'm half interested. Yeah. And they go, it was great. Do you want me to tell you or are you asked? Nine times out of ten, I'll go, yeah, just, just tell, tell me. me. And then yeah. I'll watch it anyway. Because I go, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll watch it now. Because like, I now, even if I know the ending, I'll watch it. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. I have to really give a flying shite about something. Yeah. To go into it blind because it's otherwise I see it as a waste of my time yeah and well that's and that's a, the, the case in point really is there's yeah. so much stuff to watch and you know what's a waste of time what isn't um, I think that's why I like sports so much because yeah no one really you can. can't really you can't really you know somebody can't tell you what happened because especially if you watch obviously if you watch it live but if you, even if you watch it after the fact and you know, it's like a regular season NBA game, or it's a, you know, just a normal football match or whatever. You know, I, I can. That's why I hate with Sky Sports these highlights on YouTube, is when the highlight comes up, it says the score, mm. and it's like, don't give me the score, just say, oh, it's, you know. It's like that whole thing used to be like, look away now. That drives me. In, that used to drive me mad. Like, why the news segment before match of the day? Would they go through the the scores? But didn't it didn't it used to be that thing like well back in the day where it used to be like and it used to make that noise it go and it never used to no one used to speak and it go and here are the scores for Saturday and if you don't want to know the scores look away now. Well, they kind and then there was silence, but it was but back in the day it used to be silence and it used to come up in silence and they never used to say it. So they don't they, they don't do that now because No, but it was a thing. It what that was how they did it because you could ju- you could have just looked away. Yeah. And then they don't talk about it. Yeah. But now it's like somebody the, the last time I watched, you know, it was probably probably fucking 10 years ago or something. It was like, oh, so match of the day is coming up after the news <laughs> today, but we're going to run down the scores for you now. So if you don't want to know, I think they were doing the if you don't want to know look away now thing as a kind of a nod and a wink to how it used to be. Yeah, but then but you'd have like, to switch Manchester it off. United yeah. faced Arsenal in a 3 0 defeat, and it's like, whoa, you didn't even give me enough time to find a fucking control. I know, yeah. To that turn sucks. that off. They should have stuck the yeah. same old thing where it's like just with the shitbags. The shitbags. Well, they're, right. every, they're after viewers, aren't they? So they can't have that moment. On of BBC silence. News, like, come on, you fucking marks. Oh, well, I shouldn't say marks, should I? Oh yeah, you just got bollocked for that, didn't you? Well, I don't care. Speaking of bollocks, shall I talk about the um, alpaca wanker from... Oh yeah! Should have mentioned that at the start. Oh, because we didn't do the how's you eat going Because our eat was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was an interlude. Yeah. Ladies I'll, and gentlemen. I'll, I'll, I'll mill about. You you go through your <laughs> alpaca. 
<laughs> so um, before we move on from well we're not moving on from WWE we've still got one WWE point okay so. okay but I am going to just um, have an interlude here so on Friday I my my dad's partner and I went um, to an alpaca farm to walk alpacas I've always wanted to do this she's always wanted to do this lovely day but fuck me was the man who took us round a complete twat. So I get, and the reason I'm mentioning it, it's wrestling related, or else I wouldn't mention it. So I was wearing my um, AEW sweatshirt, pink tie-dye sweatshirt, I think they did for breast cancer. I wear it all the time, I absolutely love it. We rock up to the alpaca farm, Calf's been given the instruction, that's, that's her name, that to pull up to the gates and you've got to open the gates to let your car in. So I get to the gates, these gates, I can't fucking open them. Trying my best. And this man comes out in his wraparound sunglasses, looking like a jarhead, even though he's from fucking Wigan or some shit. And um, and he, he's, co- he's combat shorts. Like, uh, and I went, oh, I'm really sorry, I can't open the gates. And he went, yeah, they're to keep townies out. And I was like, okay, is it, right, is that me? And he went, yeah, that's precisely what I said. And I went, okay, that's a bit rude. And he eyeballed me for a second. And then I got back in the car. We parked up. I get out of the car. And that's when it starts. The wrestling nonsense. So obviously he's clocked me top. He's a bit put out that I've called him rude. And he went, what the hell? is AEW Wrestling. So at this point, I didn't even respond to him. I was just like, what? And he said, is it proper wrestling then? And I said, what's your class as proper wrestling? And he went, (laughs) Kurt Angle breaking his neck, you know? And I was just like, I don't know, mate, because I've already checked out at this point. And he went, I bet you're... um, I bet you're the type of person who watches TNA Impact, aren't you? I just went, I've never seen TNA in my life. And he went, oh, can't open a gate and it's never seen TNA Impact. Jesus Christ, what am I dealing with here? Can I just say, I wanted to lamp the man in his face. But I was so angry that I just had to walk away stroke the yard cat big phil whoever this fucking cat was called big phil. and just leave him be and this cunt was that was the last thing he talked about wrestling because he knew then to just not speak to me but all the way through he was just chatting about oh i'm tough me i work in construction I nearly died everyone's scared of me i fucking helping this this oh he's just a prick but i was just like here's here's another example of being a wrestling fan and just getting shit just getting shit just getting shit for being a wrestling fan just by wearing a top that says AEW wrestling if I'd have had a top on that was said anything else anything else on it at all I'm sure he would have still took the piss but it really annoyed me and do you know what annoyed me well no actually I was going to say what annoyed me more is that I wasn't more defensive but I can't engage with pricks i just can't or else i would have just gone after him and gone well let me tell you this motherfucker yeah 
but I just couldn't, I just couldn't engage with him. But I was like, what is it about wrestling that gives people, they feel like they've got the right to just be a complete twat? Is that a question for me? It's, you, it's just you a know, question you know, into the you know ether. What, you, you know why he was doing it. It's got nothing to do with wrestling. Well, you think he knew why. You knew why. You knew why he was doing it, right? Because if if he's saying like, or you know, what's that? Is it proper wrestling? Well, I consider Kurt Angle breaking his neck proper wrestling. It's like, how would you know that Kurt Angle broke his neck unless you were watching like the what was it, nineteen ninety two? Olympics in great detail. The only time that anybody knows that Kurt Angle broke his neck winning a gold freaking medal is WWE. Right? So if he's from that time, he says TNA. Don't say a word about impact. Doesn't mention the term impact because he wouldn't have known what impact meant. So he knew what AEW was. He knew what AEW was. He was posturing, like all nerds who think there's something do. Like th- this is a, a, you know, you and you know my full thoughts on it, and which we won't go through because there's no point. But I don't know what it is about nerd culture, because this, because at the very, at the, at the very worst, he was posturing and trying to make himself be the big man. At the very best, it's that same thing you hear about from all aspects of nerd culture when there is a woman involved and it's nothing I don't mean anything like a sexual thing or anything like that but for some reason women who like nerdy stuff need to be like need to be kind of told that they're lesser and it's weird and I'm not getting on the high horse about women or anything like that and you know, because you know, really, if I'm being honest, don't give a shit about any of that because I act the way I act, and I don't care if somebody, yeah. if somebody that I don't know is getting called out. For, but it's like when you said when you were in school, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the lad has to has to tell has to make you know that he knows more about wrestling than you do. Buffy. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying about oh, this yeah, new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he knows more because the the the, the key word in that was impact. It's been impact for about five years. He knows what impact is. TNA had TNA originally had the impact zone, but he wouldn't have said TNA impact if he didn't know what it was. So he knew what AEW was because AEW has like ten times the amount of viewers mm. than Impact does. So he knew what AEW was. So he was trying to belittle you for 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 reasons that can be you know debated from now to the end of time but what is it about nerd culture that makes it so that these guys have to feel like they're because ab- because they do, men do it to men as well they do but, it to women but so much worse I, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm, no no, no get, sorry but we, no no yeah but, but like men men do it to men but they kind of do they try and do it in a friendly way which is kind of like, oh, but have you have you watched that though? Oh, if you've not watched that, you have to watch that. Whereas the other way around is like, have you watched this? No. Well, you're not much of a fan then, are you? Mm. Why is that a thing? It's like you're so... And I know nobody who listens to this is in that boat, but isn't it fascinating in a weird way? 
Uh, you know, you're so intimidated by something that doesn't have a cock or balls that you have to assert some sort of dominance over a person and make them feel like shit for something that they like and you like as well. And you could have, at the very least, had a really great friendship out of it. At the very best, you might have found your fucking life partner if you're not gay and you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but... I, but what I, the fuck is going on with but, it? But, but, it's but, mad, but isn't you it? were so right. When I was telling you about this fucking alpaca freak, you know, like, you were like... He gives men a bad name. People like him give men a really bad name because it's yeah. what makes women and girls really uncomfortable in front of m- males yeah. saying some of the nerdy stuff they like because yeah. the thing is, I don't have, like, what's the word? Like a di- Is it like didactic fucking memory? Like, or whatever. I don't have... I can be a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know? I and don't w- know what happened in episode 28. Exactly. Yeah. I used to get up at four o'clock in the morning before school and I used to put my video fucking box sets on and I used to watch three episodes before I went to school and I did that on a rotation and I was obsessed. I used to dress like her, I used to buy fucking crucifix necklaces, I used to have my hair cut like her, I used to wear like the same clothes as her. I was obsessed with her. But I was still nervous if there was a bloke who liked Buffy because I knew he'd out dweeb me because I didn't feel the need to memorise everything about the show to be a fan and I'm yeah. still the same, I'm, I'm the same with wrestling if I'm challenged I can't give you an answer but I can, I'm a fan, it doesn't make me any less of a fan because I'm not on fucking mastermind about it yeah. and I think that's the problem and I don't, I don't know what that is I, I really don't know what it is and I don't know what the need is to be the best person in the room who knows the most yeah. because like you said if you get over that you can actually bond and have a really nice conversation about your shared interests I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, this weird competitive knowledge of geekdom and it's always fucking geekdom yeah, it's well, always, yeah. and I'm sure, I'm There's, sure, I'm sure well, women have it who are football fans as well. Hundred percent. I'm sure female 100%. football fans have the same thing who, from male football fans who are like, no more, and it's like, oh, what do you mean, oh, as if you're a fan. But it's a cultural stereotype, and I'm not saying that the guy was hitting on you or anything like that, even though I assume he is, but in a, in a weird way that the, that they have to feel above everybody. But it's a cultural stereotype with morons that the way you get a girl is you bully them. That's that's a <clears throat> that is a cultural stereotype that you see in films and TV, where it's like, oh, you know, how do you, how like I can't even remember that what film I'm quoting here, like, but there's a line in a film or a TV show. Where, oh, it's, I think it's um, it's either Brooklyn Nine Nine or something like that. Is how do you know the girl like the the the, the guy likes you in the in the playground is because he's pulling your pigtails. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a byproduct of that, and it's so weird because it comes from a massive place of insecurity. Like everybody's super insecure because because that's the thing. It's like you know you 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 like this thing that is really considered a, a, a faux pas. Because like at the moment, like I watch professional wrestling, I watch Japanese anime, I play Magic the Gathering, and I play video games. All of those things that if you said that to your parent would probably roll their eyes and go, what? And yes, if I was to sum up Dragon Ball in one word, the word would be fighting. (laughs) And then you've pretty much got your storyline. But I enjoy those things. But if I spoke to a girl 
who liked Dragon Ball, I wouldn't be like, but how, but did you watch Dragon Ball GT though? Oh, you're not a real fan then. I know, you would because, never do that. And do, do you know why I would never do that? <laughs> do you know why I would never do that? Because fundamentally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I couldn't care less whether they've watched it or not. Couldn't mm. care less. If somebody said to me, like if I was wearing this like, you know, Bad Wire Deathmatch t-shirt, if I went to a Magic Knight and said that, and a man or a woman said, oh, AEW, I'd go, oh yeah. That'd be it. Yeah, same. And I'm probably too far the other way. Where I don't really want to make a friend, mm. so I'm not interested in what you're interested in. But, but you know, that's my own. But if you go back thing. to when we, you and I first got together, you know, we both talked about WWE. Fucking DC girl over here. Yeah, Jesus no, Christ. Didn't go over well. I always survived that. I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> but like, we both conversed about the stuff we liked. Yeah. And it, it was a normal conversation, but. Other people in the same place of work did that thing of like, oh, well, you know, you're a fan though. Have you seen the obscure WWE house show match from 1983? It's such a bad trait. It's such a terrible trait. And I don't know. And like, I do, do, you know, I do understand it's, it's it's dead weird because like speaking, speaking as a woman, but like from a female perspective... My interpretation of that is you hate women. That's that's the yeah. only takeaway I've ever had of any conversation I've ever had when it was the Buffy guy in college whose house burnt down so he couldn't prove to me he had all the Buffy cards in the world. Whatever, mate. You know, like, and the alpaca twat and... Yeah. I the only vibe I ever get is you're a misogynist who hates women. You absolutely hate women, and you can't stand them. And not not that I'm that's yeah. I'm not saying it's fact, but no. that's the overarching vibe of you are a bad human. You're a bad yeah. person. So it's like whatever goal these people have, mm. that's what the female gets. It's like gets you, out of it. You hate women, yeah. and you you would rather me be dead than be a fan of the thing that I'm a fan of because it's quite intimidating and quite threatening when someone is berating you you. like just berating you for something that you like yeah and it's 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as say it's scary but it's it it scares me because yeah, I don't. Being, I don't being... like confrontation at all. I hate confront, and I view that as confrontation. Oh, absolutely! So, somebody's being aggressive towards you. Yeah, because I do is. see it as aggression, and I do back off, and I don't fight my corner because I think that's what they want. The and they they want that. To, they want like no. something to happen. So so I just back off and I just stay very silent. And yeah. I'm talking as a that's, thirty-seven that's year old best. woman here. That's the best way to be because in my head, it's not that they hate women. Or hate you know dudes if they're doing it for do to dudes. It's to it's to there's, there's two reasons. It's posturing because because mm. what I said about the townie situation, like it's the same sort of thing. It's posturing. It's saying that he's better than you are. So in that situation, dumbasses. Like sorry to call them out, but like I said to you the other night, you know people off Love Island. Mm. Even though it's a very harsh thing to say because I've never watched a frame of Love Island. <laughs> they could all be, uh, you know, f- you know, biologists, physicists, whatever. But 
if if but the, but if the stereotype is correct in my head, they'd go, "Oh yeah, I am a Tony." Oh, you can see it, can't you? Like whether or not that's the case is is, but you can see it. So some people react the way that's kind of, and this is a real like mad kind of take, but the way society is telling them they should react is when a man belittles you and puts you down, it's like, oh man, he must know so much more. I need to know this person more. I need to learn more. So I think it's it's intimidation for one uh, because they're obviously unhappy in their own skin. It's uh, posturing because they're trying, they're trying to impress you, through, impress somebody through intimidation, which works in some situations. Mm-hmm. If you ever like, you know, that fucking Neil Strauss guy who wrote the game, you know, that's all. That's all that was. It's like belittling people. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh well, if he's belittling me, he must, he must be really interesting, which is just so pathetic. And the last one, which is the most annoying for me as a male and a fan of things, and I'm a fan of things that as they get bigger, I am still a fan and I'm more of a fan. Is it's gatekeeping, mm-hmm. and gatekeeping is the worst fucking thing. It's just because somebody doesn't know as much of you, doesn't mean to say that they shouldn't be a fan of something. You know, I can re- reel off like WrestleMania matches and Raw matches and stuff like that. You know, but if you can, I actually think more of you because you can. Because why? Why do I know that? You know, when we say like a match, I'm like, oh, WrestleMania twenty. It's like, why? Why do I still know that? And I bet I'm not as good as I used to be when we first started, but it's just fucking pathetic. Absolutely. Yeah, pathetic. I just I just find that sort of stuff really. He was grim. such a dick, but he was a dick with everybody. He was a dick with everyone on the walk, but it really put me in a. I was so excited for the experience, yeah. and it totally ruined it. Yeah. Totally, totally ruined it, and it's, it's like. A prick. It just puts you off being around people like stuff like that. And it's yeah. and I, I just think fair play to any um, women and particularly young women who do go to things like Magic the Gathering nights and they yeah. do go to you know like wrestling shows, wrestling and... shows on their own. And I, I just think crikey, I, I don't know how you've. I know how you've got the balls. Cause I think probably when I was dead young, I would have done the same, and I did do the same. I went to gigs on my own and stuff, and yeah. you know, and I, I. I it's different I guess it is different when you're young but you the energy of the energy of dealing with people like that dissipates so quick you, but you did it perfectly just blanket yeah because the thing is it's not it's not worth and obviously like you know later on he kind of got his comeuppance in a way um, but the if you want to tell that you can do no no it's not worth but, me energy but you know it, it's it's one of them where it's like who is that person to you and as a young person and like me as a young person I kind of wanted to impress everyone I wanted to be mates with everybody and I had mates I shouldn't have had because I, we had nothing in common but I was just I was constantly wanting to impress people and from just to think that I was an alright guy you know yeah. that, that was my whole validation, thing validation I guess and it only takes a few people because you can't you can't um, you can't impress everybody there mm-hmm. are some people that are not going to like you for whatever reason that is whether it's jealousy whether it's just you've said the wrong thing at the wrong time or you've done something to piss them off you know whatever it is but not everybody's going to like you. And as soon as you have a few knockbacks where you're like, oh, that person doesn't like me anymore. Or, or know, they never liked me in the or, first or place. Like, and I, I didn't, didn't have didn't to do even, anything yeah, and yeah. they don't like me. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a fact, isn't it? It's just a fact of life. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, you think, right, okay, 
what is it that I want out of these relationships? And if you don't get it, you don't. Then you don't. Mm. You don't put any effort into it. Hundred so, percent. It it's just another wrestling interaction, another fun wrestling interaction for everyone. Just what I wanted. Impact to share. was the key word. He fucking <laughs> he watches that. He watches Impact. He knows what it is. The dweeb. Um, anyway, not that he's a dweeb that he watches Impact, but he's a dweeb. He, he was acted. a fucking dweeb. Yeah, what a dick. Fucking jarred, dickhead. Right, are you ready to move on? Yeah. NXT UK is no more. I stop clocks right twice a day, baby. <laughs> told you. I fucking told you. But I am surprised now that Triple H is at the helm that it's gone. Because with Triple H coming in, I was like, oh, well, I'm 100% wrong then. It's yeah. never going to disband. But I found that the, the, saddest, the saddest part about it was the fact that Tyler Bate came out on NXT right with the NXT UK title oh and yeah and they're still screening the tournament yeah and he hadn't even won there was no one and I just thought oh that's really sad that's yeah. really they couldn't even play that through they just destroyed it before that had even finished airing yeah and I just thought that's really sad yeah definitely they are doing something else they're doing a WWE NXT Europe Right. So that's the what's going to happen. So it's basically going to get a reboot and it's going to start mm. again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of t- talked about it on Twitter at the time. I had a few good responses with people. There was one lad who like had been to every UK show, every oh, NXT shit. UK show, who messaged. Oh, Let me wow. see if I can find him. Yeah. Not that he'll listen to the show, but I'll give him a a shout out if I can yeah. weed through all the Brian tweets. <laughs> Must have gone past it. That. Jesus Christ! Jesus. There we go. Uh, Nick, he's called. So at Nick Terine, is that how you saying it? At the Nick Terine on Twitter. If you want to go and say hi to him, do so. Uh, he put. He put. I went to a few shows, but I had a little look, and he was like, "Because I always, if anyone replies, I always click through them because mm-hmm. I want to know if you're a bot or not, and then I can block you if you're a bot." Like if you go, oh great wrestling, great wrestling show, and then I click into it and it's like somebody with yeah. a fucking abs or tits out, I'm like gone. Um, but it, it is kind of sad for those people who had, you know, maybe got a ticket to the three arena show in Dublin, you know, that takeover yeah. were invested in it because you know that time when we were watching NXT and the UK thing had just started bumping up and we were watching Progress and ICW, that was probably one of the most exciting times. Uh, wrestling wise as an individual not as the collective kind mm. of group that I've had with it because we were you know desperate to go to every progress show we were thinking about going to London and watching it we were thinking about going to all these things and you know looking out for these indie shows and you know really really kind of buying into it and then WWE sweeps in with its magical uh, sh- sword of fucking <laughs> flesh sword and just fucks everything inside and then you kind of don't have that anymore mm. but you know I wasn't I didn't I wasn't up for going to an NXT UK show other than that Albert Hall one because it had NXT people on it as well which was just a progress show yeah 
because they bastardised progress before they got to do their big Wembley show, and that's why there was only three and a half thousand people there because they were already doing NXT UK and people. You know, if they weren't doing that, I think a lot more people would have gone to that. Triple H did the Vince McMahon thing to the yeah. British wrestling scene. He totally did. Gutted it. He gutted it. There's, there's no, there's absolutely no argument in that. No. And I, and. I think it came from a good place. Yeah, I but think so too. It dist- the British wrestling scene was very strong. Yeah. But the people who ran those companies wanted more. Yeah. And their kids who grew up on WWE, so of course they were seduced by it all. Mm. And I get it, because that's the aim. You know, you want to get bought or you want to get, you know, like acknowledged by the big guys and I get I totally 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 understand yeah how and why it happened but it, what Jim's doing now well whether he's got a job or not if they've moved him or moved him somewhere well, I, I would keep hold of him especially if you're going to do it in NXT Europe I mm, think he's mm. we'll see but yeah. I just think um yeah we'll see yeah I mean I couldn't care less about it because I think I think the NXT Europe thing is going to be NXT UK, but just mm. rebranded. Yeah. So a lot of the people that have been let go, I think, will be rehired. Um, I th- I think it was a way of, I think it was a way of getting out of the BT deal, because the first thing, and again, hearing too much, the first thing I heard was that BT were the one that cancelled the tapings. Right. Okay. Because they needed the studio for soccer as the um, soccer as the article said so I was like okay this isn't a WWE thing this is BT yeah and then it was only two days after that when Alvarez was like there's a lot of people in NXT UK right now who think it's done think it's over yeah um, and is it officially did it's officially not a thing yeah, yeah 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 so they've they've um, brought a load of people up um there's talk of because they're doing an NXT show like at the Clash at the Castle thing or something like that they're doing a Worlds Collide show but I think from America at the same kind of time (coughs) excuse me Um, because Saturday's the Saturday's Clash at the Castle Sunday's all out right but Sunday you can watch NXT first Mm -hmm. and then all out Oh, okay, so, I see. So, so that might be still from the UK, but I, I've again, I've not even looked into it. Sounds I don't like know. a pre-taped jobby, that, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So it's like Worlds Collide, and the rumour of that is that they're merging all the titles. Right. So, like, Tyler Bate will go against the NXT champion, and you know, and all that mm, kind of stuff, but... Mm. Um, I didn't know that about him coming out as the champion, and they didn't... Mm-hmm, and they hadn't finished the tournament yet. So, and that'll never air. So they will have filmed it all, and it is dead sad because because when when like British Strong Style was a thing, Christ that was good. Oh, great! Like with with them two and Pete Dunne, like God, that was a good stable. Mm-hmm. And they were having bangers, like their matches were like <clears throat> you know stand innovations and like they really they really got it, like how to manipulate a crowd. Yeah. Like they really got it to the point where, you know, like we said, with and I'm not, I'm not for a second putting Mustache Mountain on the same level as an FTR, but I would have loved to have seen a Mustache Mountain versus FTR match. Christ, that would have been something else. Because every every match they were in had that 
everybody's on the feet moment. Mm-hmm. And Trent was never the most technical wrestler. But he was the one who'd get the shit kicked out of it for a bit. And then he'd make the hot tag and in he comes. You know, they really knew about tag team wrestling mm. and how to engage the crowd and make the crowd care. Which is why on that um, thingy show, that Albert Hall show, you've got people cheering at the end wearing Undisputed Era t-shirts. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So it is. It is a bit sad. Like, I, 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 has Trent been called up? Like, I don't know. Is it just Tyler Bate? I mean, like I said to that Nick guy, it was like the UK scene's going to get strong again. Yeah. Yeah, with all these people on the market, you know, you, if Progress wanted to retake everybody, and they probably can't now because they've signed other people to fill those spots. But if Progress got you know a few people, ICW got a few people, and all that kind of stuff you're going to see a real strong UK scene again. Mm. And, you know, New Japan's doing a UK show in October, like a two-night UK show called Royal Quest. Lovely. If anybody's asked about the Crystal Palace Arena, what? <laughs> Fuck's that? Um, another an arena I've never heard of. Um, but, you know, whatever. But there's, I think there's a lot... The UK scene in as a whole... Um, in the next two years, I think he's going to get very strong again because AEW is going to turn up at some point. You know they've mm. gone, they're going to um, WWE after Clash at the Castle. You know, are they going to do a yearly UK show in a big stadium and try and fill it? And because I, I do think they'd fill it every year because they never come to the UK yeah. other than those crap house shows that that are crap that are literally only good for kids. Yeah. Like if you're a wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan. You could go to Clash at the Castle and have a reasonable time because at least you know things are happening. But a house show as a wrestling fan, you can't. Mm. Like ever, ever since like I saw the Big Show put himself through a table, <laughs> rehearsing the spot from the pay per view the week later, and then Roman Reigns was the one that did it. But it was the same sort of move and the mo- same movement. I was like, oh wow, oh yeah, wow. Dial it in on the house shows, but yeah, I think the UK scene will get probably as big, if not bigger, than it was pre NXT UK. Hopefully, but then it depends what happens with this NXT Europe. If it's the same thing, and it's based out of the UK, and it's not with BT anymore, it's just a network only mm. thing. Then, yeah, but I do, I do think the fact that BT was like, oh, we're cancelling a few of the tapings, they were like, oh, let's just cut you then. Yeah. Because as soon as that BT money will stop, it would stop. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah, that's done. Right. Do I have any any tweets and stuff to read out? Okay, yeah, so so I did a, a poll uh, last week, which Will Triple H be in charge, which I've already, I've already read out. Uh, I did one on WWE before, which was... Oh, Getting around the 20 mark. That's awesome. Uh, is it time to watch WWE again? 60% said yeah. Uh, and then 20% nope. 20% maybe. So that's a real... You know, I, I, feel, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's an exciting and encouraging time. Yeah. And then we'll leave the last poll. Uh, we've had a direct message from Ted. Um, so at pre underscore Ted. He's put, without any context, I've watched Oxbray. Osprey versus Okada, the G1 final. First New Japan match I've watched in months, and it's the best match I've seen in years. I've not seen it, Ted, so thanks for that. Hence, that's the whole argument of knowing something's good before you go into it. 
probably since Ishii and Shingo from last year's G1. Uh, AW Dynamite is great, but I still don't care if I miss next week or not. Mm. We'll get to that. Um, room for WWE, but I don't watch it. Uh, so what I say probably doesn't mean much. Uh, CM Punk should have come back as a part-timer, would have been more special. Uh, Hangman should have won. And I feel like Brian Danielson didn't need to win the title as a professional because that's not why he's in AEW. I think CM Punk made countless outrageous demands and here we are. Here we are indeed. So I asked about this because we, we kind of skirted over it um, before. Um, but the whole backstage drama of AEW at the moment, the CM Punk promo against Paige. I mean, what... Because I could, I could do either a one minute or a twenty minute. I don't want to talk very much about it. Um, my point, my thing is that CM Punk's call out of Paige is a petulant child, and I don't get it. I don't get that element of it. Yeah. However, everything that came after it was classic heel punk. Yeah. And I was on board. Yeah. And I was bought into him and Moxley after that. I don't know whether or not <laughs> I'm presuming the whole like Adam Page thing was just punk being a punk. I don't know. It it seemed weird. Yeah. It seemed really weird and uncalled for and strange. But the rest of it worked. The yeah. rest of it was like, oh okay, heel punk's great, so this works for me. And I feel like I give a fuck and now I'm more in after the Adam Page thing, I was then watching the stuff with Moxley like a hawk because it's like, oh, he's yeah. unhinged, he's fucking crazy, he's mad. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, have I been reeled in a little bit? Yeah. Well, that's that's the overwhelming consensus. So let's just get that poll out of the way yeah. now. It's CM Punk situation, is it time for him to go, Punk can do what he wants or you're being worked, Mark, which I, I'll continue to say. Thank you very much. Um... <laughs> 30% said it's time for him to go, 8% saying he can do what he wants, 60% say it's a work. So that's the problem with... Um, it's the problem with wrestling is the real stuff people think is a work and the fake stuff people think is real. And I would never, by the way, just to jump in, with I saw the Alvarez thing before I saw the punk thing. Right. Of him saying, oh, people backstage are really annoyed. Blah, yeah. blah. If I hadn't have seen anything, I'd have thought it was all just part of the work. show. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I would never have thought any element of that was dopey. No, it was odd. Like because I watched it live and I was like, "What's he calling Paige out for?" Yeah, and he's the face. That's odd. Or maybe they're doing something. That that was as far yeah, as it yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really threw the crowd off. Yeah, the crowd were confused because they were cheering for him, and he and then he said, "That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit." And then the, the John Silver tweet later where he's like, oh, he's a bit busy and he's just eating and catering. So I have my own feeling on it. And I also have what I... I have my own feeling on it based as a wrestling podcaster. And then I have my actual feeling on it. Yeah. Which one do you want? Both. Both? Okay, so as a wrestling podcaster... So just, just a slight over overriding thing is... How fragile are wrestlers? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't for a second believe that you know, all these tweets that were going around saying, oh, this is the promo that broke 
I I don't believe for a se- I can't believe and I and you know my feelings towards punk. I'm not his biggest fan. Mm-mm. I'm a I'm a detractor if anything. I don't believe that he could have been that angry about that promo. No. I can't believe it because he was coming... This, this far down the line? Yeah, well, he got injured right after that match, though, didn't he? When he won the title. Yeah. So he didn't really have a chance to, to, I ju- to reply. I, I just, yeah, yeah. I just don't believe he'd ever go out on stage and say it. I don't know. But then that's just me. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that that... I believe that Punk went off script because people that are in the know said he did and said there were a lot of people that were angry about it that he went off script. So I believe he went off script, but I don't believe that that is what the catalyst was for him being angry. The day before, because I just go- literally the night, the night when I, like as as Punk was doing his promo with Moxley, I was googling Adam Page, mm. if to, as if to say what the fuck's happened, and and I and what I assumed at that time is that a day before, Page did a load of interviews with a load of different like. Rag sheets, basically. <coughs> and one of the interviews thrown threw up Legends' opinions. And he said, I don't, pretty much, I don't care what Legends have to say to me. Pretty much. So that's what I thought it was. And I thought he was like, okay. So he's basically said he doesn't give a shit about what any Legend says to him, apart as far as his own mm. character. He's just going to do his own thing. And he's not going to take their advice on board. I was like, oh shit, and then I looked at the actual quote, and that isn't quite what he said, but he, but it could have been taken in that way. He could, have, he basically said, you know, I listen to what people say, but I don't like to think about it too much. I like to just go out there and do my own thing, basically. Yeah. So that's what I think it is. I don't think it is this promo with him calling him a cancer and saying he's a backstage, you know, pariah. Because really. Moxley saying, mate, you're not even the best wrestler in catering, let alone best in the world, I think is much worse. Yeah, I think anything like promo-wise is in the ether. It's fair game. It's promos. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Yeah. So I, I think... He's rest- had shit much worse said yeah. in a promo about him. I, I think wrestling uh, wrestlers are very fragile people and very yeah. and very wet like wet, they're all wet leaves. Yeah. And you know, Omega later said, you know, we're not here for clout, we're here to entertain you, and all this kind of stuff. And then that's apparently been taken the wrong way by Punk and all this kind of stuff. So, the the, the as a as a re- so my my opinion as a wrestling podcaster, that kind of you know is 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 coming out as a fan of the show is Punk gives a lot to the show in certain res- re- in certain respects. But he also takes a lot away from the show because I don't think he's a very good wrestler. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think he's a good wrestler. Look at the punches that him and Moxley were throwing at each other and you tell me that Punk's a good wrestler. They were awful. Anybody else that would be punching Moxley the way that CM Punk was punching Moxley would have been raked over the coals for it. Now, do I think the Punk Moxley segment was a good segment? Yes. I think it was very good. And I do like the back and forth nature of AEW promos where it can get a little bit awkward because they don't know who's going where, but that's when you see who can really do it. And them two can really do it because he was like, oh, have you finished talking? 
Mm. Or he finished, or carry on. And then they carry on because they're thinking about what they're going to say mm. next. And then it's like, okay, you be the heart and soul of AEW and I'll be the dollars and cents. And he threw his belt down as well. I was like, great. This is like, right, nobody's the champion. We're crowning the real champion at yeah, All yeah, Out. Yeah, yeah. I've got more to say about the All Out main event as well. Um, so that's kind of... And then and then when you hear about sort of the backstage stuff, again, I'm like you, I couldn't really care less. But in my in my kind of brain, it's like, well, you know, more eyeballs will see it because of all the controversy. People are going to be really clambering from an Adam Page um, CM Punk match now. But it was really weird on Wednesday when they came back out again, and I was like, are they killing? They're, they're killing time here. I was like, some something's happened in the what was on before it. I can't remember what was on before it, or, or whoever Tony Nese was supposed to face, or because I don't, I don't pay attention to the match announcements or anything like that. Um, so I don't know if Tony Nese was scheduled to have a match or not. So whether or not the person Tony Nese was going against got injured, and they just, they were just like, oh shit, you know, right, just go back out there for five minutes and just fight again. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're doing all the, you know, the fake punching again, and you know all that kind of stuff, and punks like about as intimidating as a fighter as you know I would be in that situation but I was like why are they out again like that's really weird right so they've done that twice and then at the end of the show they said um, oh we can't keep them apart it's happening next week I was like okay so this was your this is this was your main event of of all out. I've already said that the main event of all out should have been Moxley Jericho, and then Punk came back at all out. Mm. Like that's I've already said that. So now you're doing a unification match next week on TV to try and get the ratings and trying to get back over a million, and then you've got whatever the main event of all out is. You've got a two week build. So is the main event just gonna be? By proxy, the um, the triple tag team final. That's what I feel like it's going to be now, because mm. you've got two weeks to build up CM Punk versus somebody, or Moxley with somebody, or something happens in the match that's screwy. Punk goes full heel, or Moxley goes full heel because they're in Chicago. It's th- it's this kind of stuff that's starting to really piss me off. It's like, oh, Punk can't be a heel because they're going to Chicago next week. So why? Why? Who fucking cares? But anyway, wrestling podcaster, go for it. Wrestling podcaster, that's me, my opinion. My my actual opinion is in like, because I do agree with all that, but I go even further and say, I couldn't fucking care less. The viewing figures since CM Punk has turned up has dropped. So what is he adding to you? Well, he's adding t-shirts, he's adding a bit of uh, star power. He's probably adding pay per view buys, and all that kind of stuff. However, the pay per views have been re- pretty much the same. Like maybe two or three thousand in it, like each time. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what is he actually contributing? So if he is that much of a backstage cancer, which from all the reports he is, and there's a lot of people, a lot of top guys at AEW that are infighting now because of what's going on you know because the, the you know six months ago of oh everybody loves working at aw it's a real family it's a family atmosphere and now all that just seems to have gone by the wayside but that will have always gone by the wayside because you because it's growing pains 
everything that grows has that sort of situation. You know, you can't keep it a mom and pop shop where everybody's happy and everyone's getting the time and all that kind of stuff. And Kate the King's getting more time on. Oh, she actually is getting loads of time on TV. That was a nasty jab. I do apologise. She's quite a good wrestler, but they've done, but it, but they've done nothing with her. It's not her fault. But you're gonna get that with growing pains because things like that happen. What I need as a as me, not as a wrestling podcaster, because if it all implodes and it all goes mad, it's more things for me to talk about. But me as an AW fan, what I need is for Tony Khan to fucking grow a pair because he obviously has no authority. He has the power, but not the authority. If an inmate, if the inmates run the asylum, as Alvarez said last week, bad things happen. And I've never agreed with a statement more. You can't let them do it. And I know what some of you may be thinking. It's like, oh, but, but you know, Tony Khan's a booker and all stuff like that. It's like, look at the evidence. It's not just a CM Punk thing. It's people going off script on promos. And when I say off script, off the through lines. Because they don't get given script. It's people going over on matches because they feel like they deserve more time on matches. And Tony Khan hasn't got the ability to say to the referee, they've got to go home now. And then they don't for five minutes, and then they go home. Mm. And then there's a match later on, like we got that situation with um, Punk and... um, Wow, why can't I remember his name? New Japan guy. Uh, Suzuki. So you got that situation in Ohio, uh, Moxley's hometown or hometown show, and they've been cut to like five minutes, you don't get the full entrance for Suzuki, which everybody fucking hated, and then they have a really short match, and they're having to apologise to Suzuki, and Punk's saying, oh, I think you should apologise to Suzuki, like publicly, so you don't need to say those things publicly, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it is about Punk, because like, all the, all the, because all the Sean Ross saps and all that kind of stuff, I couldn't give a fuck what their opinion is or who they've talked to or anything like that. But the overwhelming consensus from a lot of these rag sheet guys is that Punk didn't want to turn up on Wednesday, didn't want to go to work. Why? What's happened there? It can't be because of that promo two months ago. Can't. It just can't. So something else has happened. But who knows that Punk was thinking about not turning up on Wednesday. Who knows that? Like, really? CM Punk. He's the only one. He's the only one who knows that. So everything that Punk has to do, he has to do it publicly. He has to be really public about all his grievances when he's not happy about something. Or he needs everybody to know that he's not happy. He's a child. He's a child that adds nothing to the wrestling ring. He adds a lot to the show and a lot to the pay-per-view buys. But he's not my AEW champion. Ted's right. Hangman should have fucking clotheslined his neck off. As soon as Punk went for the um, bookshot twice and and failed twice, they should have called an audible in the ring and gone, do you know what, you're not good enough to be AEW champion. You're the personality, but fucking, you know, I know he's the biggest personality they've got as far as star power from wrestling years gone by. But Sting is a massive deal. Not as big of a deal, you know, Sting when he kept, when he debuted, his t-shirt was the best-selling thing ever on wrestling tees. Now it's CM Punk's new one. But CM Punk was selling on wrestling tees before that. Mm. So Sting was a big deal. He's not getting an AEW title shot. 
Mm. Why, why is Punk the champion? And when he first came and he had the programme with MJF, I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, now it's time for him to go for the belt. I'm already sick of him. It's been 12 months. 12 months and I'm already sick of him. I'm sick of hearing about backstage. There was You heard nothing about the backstage shit before Punk turned up. And now it's like, this person's not happy. That person's not happy. You know, he's he'll be going around going, I don't think you're getting enough TV time. You're winding everybody up. Because that's what it sounds like. And I might be completely wrong, but again, we've only got the rag and dirt sheets to go off. But there's only one person who knows that CM Punk's not happy in the first instance, and it's CM Punk. So the fact that it gets out is pathetic. There you go. Yeah. I just think it's shit. But it's boring. It's like we've we've heard this song and dance before. And if it's a if it's a something to try and boost the ratings, like some people might enjoy it, but I just don't. I just think I don't want to see CM Punk in a title match against John Moxley because I, I don't think he's a good enough wrestler. I want Brian Danielson to be in that. Mm. Brian Danielson is still an excellent professional wrestler. Punk is shite. He's shite, but the problem is that. Brian Danielson can't sell it. Sell it for me. Yeah. But, but, can't but I understand it. what you mean. Personally, he couldn't sell it to me. That'd just be a stock, excellent wrestling match. Yeah. I've seen so many of them in AEW. I don't yeah. mind seeing the odd one that's not perfect. Yeah. I don't care. I just want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much that excellent wrestling can entertain me. I need some conflict. Yeah. I need someone who's rocking the boat. And but I... You can rock the boat without actually rocking the boat. I, do you know why, Billy? I personally, when I, when I hear about like the Alvarez thing and everyone's saying, oh, this person... Blah, 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 I take it all with a pinch of salt because they have, might have one contact. Sure. Sorry. They might have one contact... And that person selling the story to, mm. and they go, "Oof, it's all a bit." He, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like Alvarez, he, he ain't is, the he, guy. No, like he, he's he's got some people's numbers, and those people who text him, what's happening, might just be playing the game too. Yeah. So you gotta just let it play out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my and obviously that's a, a thought process, but I don't care about that. Hundred like percent. That that doesn't draw me in because yeah. I know Punk's not a good technical wrestler. He's he's not, but technical wrestling is your jam, totally yeah. your jam, and I, to, I I completely get it, and that's cool. But you and I are two different viewers. Yeah. Technical wrestling is great but it, then it gets super boring and I could happily never watch if AEW just was like super great technical wrestling I won't ever watch it again yeah because it'd be New Japan there's, there's yeah. got to be something more there's got to be yeah. some conflict there's got to be some people who can talk you know yeah. there's got to be some MJFs in the mix there's got to be some people I love MJF where the fuck's he well you know he's having a mare isn't he because he's probably getting touted by WWE maybe but... he's the one who um has said to him, by the way, this is what's happening. Maybe. Well, he's, if he's as unhappy as it is transpired, he probably is off there. But I feel like it's been too long now. But he is MJ. contracted to 2023, so maybe he's laying low until he can... I thought it was like 2027. No, it wasn't. It was, I'm sure it was 2023. 
Because I remember him saying it and thinking, oh, that's ages away. And then it being like, oh, shit, actually, that's that's, oh, that's far, quite right. soon. But the, there's got to be, for me, different styles of everything. I'm totally with you. And I'm not saying for a second yeah. that that's... But, it, but, it, but it's pure, it's, it's all yeah. personal. Like This yeah. is the mad thing about wrestling. We've all got a completely personal um, feeling about it and we've all yeah. got different things that we're looking for from it. AEW, fantastic quality. Was it starting to bore me? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I don't give a flying shite about, about great anyone. matches every yeah. single week because... Where's my story? Where's me? Why? Give me a reason to tune in every yeah. week. The people that I kind of care about, like your Eddie Kingston's, your Danhausen's. Mm. Eddie Kingston's not been on the show for ages, mm. and Danhausen just keeps on losing. Like they're the ones like you sort of invest. I'm invested in as a character. Um, to me, like CM Punk calling himself the best in the world and can talk on a on a promo is great. But in, every time he says he's the best in the world, like I the the line of the week for me was. You're not even the best wrestler in catering, because it's true. But I, I, th- <laughs> I think I mean? like, like after, as I say, after that Adam Page thing, I just thought it was perfect heel work. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect heel work. He can, it's like he's... you're rooting for Moxley. I'm yeah. rooting for Mox. I, I mean, I, I'm always a fan of CM Punk. Not to say always. I'm not sure that the human behind him is a good human. No. But but I'm not there for the human behind any of the wrestlers. Absolutely. Like, at all. So like no. I don't care who Phil Brooks is. No. I don't care how much of a fucking dweeb twat he is who has to know everything about Game of Thrones or he says you're a loser. You know, like Really? He, is that a thing? No, or? I'm just so, I'm just trying to like make oh, him okay. the alpaca wanker. Right, right. Like, like he's probably the alpaca wanker. Probably, yeah. Like he's probably that guy. Yeah. But if he you know, like as long as he's not committing any crimes he might be the biggest wanker on the planet, but I'm sure they all are. Oh, yeah. John Moxley, I'd never want to meet the man. No, he certainly seems And, and like I don't, I'm not talking about meet and greet. I'm talking about I'd never want to meet the man. Yeah. Because he seems like an arsehole. I've read his book and he seems like an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. He's not a man I'd ever want to be around. He just seems like a prick. And his wife seems lovely, but he's a prick. But, like, there's so many wrestlers that are like that where you seem like an absolute prick but in the same way that so many Hollywood stars are pricks yeah, yeah. but I'll still go and watch the movies yeah. I don't give a shit if Jordan Peele's an arsehole if you meet him oh he's not gonna be though is he but I'd hope he isn't oh, he seems like a lovely guy I'd hope he isn't all the interviews but, may- but maybe he is maybe he is maybe he slaps Chelsea Pretty around maybe he's know. an arsehole but like I like him you know, yeah. Kevin Spacey's an arsehole, but he's an artist. He's a good he's a good actor. Well, he's a good actor. He can't deny his skills, but he's a dick. But it's grabber. like what? Grabber. He's a dick grabber. He's a young <laughs> dick grabber. He likes the young dicks. But like I'd be alright meeting him then, I'd be safe. Mm, let's see, he's a bit of a bear. <laughs> but like I have been called a bear on You are a bear. A few occasions. But like it, I, I I don't give a shit about who he is as a human unless something no. comes out that makes it so it's impossible for me to back him. Yeah. I don't care. 
he's entertaining me. That whole promo, the Adam Page thing, eh, that's weird. weird. Yeah. But everything else after it was perfect. Him and Moxley, it was great. Absolutely. And I was yeah. bought into it. It's like, I'm looking forward. And if you can make me look forward to watching you have a match, yeah. job done. Do you, don't you think it's a waste that it's next week on Dynamite? And not yeah, it's out. weird. It's weird. It's making sense, It's weird. It? But maybe they're like throwing Hangman in then because they're like, oh, fuck it. Well, and it's going to be Hangman Punk at the pay-per-view. Maybe. Because if you're talking like massive baby face and massive heel, because it's a bit... Because Punk's been in choppy waters with face heel. And they keep going back to Chicago. And it's tricky. It's like every other month. It's, yeah, it's, it's but, fucking yeah. tricky. But if you if you, if you you put him... So where are... All Out's not Chicago, please. Oh, for fuck. All Out Chicago. Right, okay. Well, then that's a bit... That's a bit difficult. Next next week, dynamites. But this is the thing that's annoying me. It's like, why why are we why are we talking about where they are being a factor? Because yeah, I did enjoy the thing when they're in New Jersey and Punk was doing his heel thing and no, is it? Bro, I, I can't remember. But MJF was like the face. Mm. I did enjoy that and that was really cool. But because we've seen Chicago about fifteen times now in the last twelve months. A lot. It's just like, God, they're in Chicago again. Mm. Forbidden Doors in Chicago. Probably because Punk was supposed to be on the show against Tanahashi. And it's, it's all... From a fan point of view, I the, 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 the book doesn't stop with Punk being a dick. It's Tony Khan. My whole... The, the only kind of anger or... You know, it's not anger because I'm not that bothered. But the only animosity I feel towards the whole situation, if it's real, is it's Tony Khan's fault because he can't get people in line. The, the, mon- the monkeys busy, are running the zoo. Yeah, he's too yeah, busy hugging everybody. He's the, too busy hugging Claudio. And, that's which I don't, fact. Which I don't mind, but it shows you the mentality. Like, he's promised too much to too many people. And that's why the women's division's shy. Yeah. Because he's... Because they won't say boo to a goose. Yeah, well, he's, he's not signed anyone who's got any clout. They ain't got any clout. He signed Claudio, who's got clout. Like, he signed Punk, who's obviously got clout. He's, yeah. he, Brian Danielson just wants to wrestle. Like, he just wants to have great matches. Love it. And that is a... That that really does tick the box of the fan that you are. I do with like... Bucks and yeah. Brian and Omega. Jesus Christ, Formula Locking 1 outside. I me. do like the storyline they're doing with Daniel Garcia, though. Like, that, to me, is really interesting. Yeah. It's like, is he going to leave the Jericho Appreciation Society? Is he going to join the Blackpool Combat Club? Like, to me, that's a, I, I'm really... I'm more invested in that than I am about Punk well, that's, but that's, yeah. but that's good, though, because yeah. it's horses for courses. Yeah, but so I did think... different things for different people. The Punk great. Because Punk completely is a... It's like... They, it was like throwing something com- a complete anomaly in because he is an anomaly in that in everything that Khan's done up until that point, Punk's the anomaly because yeah. he's not a technical re- he's not a great technical wrestler. No. Whereas he's you know like Khan has built the company and everything like the elite. It's always been about amazing wrestling. It's why the it's why you know like the young bucks wouldn't go to WWE. It's why Omega couldn't be coaxed there. The elite couldn't be coaxed there. Yeah. Because it wasn't good enough. It was New Japan. It was other shows that allowed them to be who they were or bust. Yeah. 
Yeah. And AEW allowed them to do that. And that attracted the likes of Jericho, because Jericho likes to think he can hang with those guys. Yep. So so it, it's like, it attracts people. And that's a great place to be. And then they got Punk, who was coming in from this side. And it's totally different. Yeah. It's completely different. Because even your Miro's... And you, I forgot his name the other day, and I forgot his Alistair name again. Black. Alistair Black. They want hang. Yeah. They want hang with the best. Yeah. But Punk is out here on his own. He's not coming to hang with the best. I don't. I don't believe that in a million years. He's not coming because the young books are there. Because he's excited by how fantastic they are as wrestlers. Because he can't wrestle that way. Mm. So as these wrestlers keep coming in, you've got Punk out on his own. And he kind of hangs with your MJFs and all those people. Yeah. And there's a place for him. For Absolutely. It. 100% yeah. a place for him. And it's the, the thing is, is that Tony Khan could handle that. He can handle that disparity if there wasn't quite as many... Oh, shit, sorry, I just whacked the table. Yeah. If there wasn't quite as many people he'd signed. Yeah. If he hadn't assigned quite as many people, he could handle that disparity perfectly and go, yeah. I can make a great show. I've got the likes of these guys, and then I've got these guys, so I can put Orange Cassidy in the punk side too. So I've got like so many yeah. entertaining men, and I've got people who sit in the middle, like Jungle Boy sits between the two. Yeah. Like he can do either. Yeah. He can be entertaining. Ricky Starks. Exactly, yeah. either. They sit in the middle. But he signed so many people that he's completely... It's like one of those fucking... Like when it's a detective murder and there's like a red string and it's like fucking going off in loads yeah, of different yeah. directions. He's like, I've fucking lost it now. I had it for a minute. Yeah. I had it and I understood what I was doing for a minute. And I understood what Punk was there for. And I understood who all the guys were who can be like properly built up through Punk. And all the guys who've come in to wrestle... Yeah. And I had the perfect balance, and now I've fucked it because I've signed loads of people, and the women are fucked because I've signed so many men yeah. that I can't do the women's division now at all. And yeah. now I've got a fucking, I've got a fucking quadruple division or whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. and I need to sort that. He's just bitten off more than he can chew, far too fast. Yeah. Too many people, too many egos, too many belts. Shit show. Yeah, absolutely. Shit show. Absolutely. The women are the people who are paying for it the very most, I believe. The most. They're not even doing what they could do with the women division with they need, one to, or two to, matches on a show. To give the bare minimum, they just need to put the stars on. Yeah. For the for the love of God, stop building these no marks on the yeah. show. Just give us the fucking give us like fucking Ruby Soho, Tony Storm. Give us the stars on the show. Well, they Don't had, give they us had that, these no marks. They had that tag like, team match like a few weeks ago where it was like Ruby, it was Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm against Britt Baker and and Jamie Hayder, and it was great. And it's yeah. like just. There should be a six-woman tag match on every show. And I know we kind of gave WWE shit for that back in the day, but that's because those six-women tag team matches were two, three minutes long. That's why we're giving them shit. But imagine if you had, like, Tony Storm, Athena, and um, uh, Thunder Rosa against um, Britt Baker's group one week... And then the next week, because you know you've got you've got Jade Cargill and the Baddies against Athena, Ruby Soho, and Chris Statlander when she's back from injury. 
that's that's what I want because you're not get, you know what's the point of putting Tony Storm against Caitlin King and it's no disrespect to Caitlin King because she is a decent wrestler. The match she had with Tony Storm was fine, mm. but nobody gives a shit about her. The crowd were dead. Like nobody cares because she's been on yeah. dark for six months, and then all of a sudden she's got a, a rampage match, and then she's on dynamite this week. The women's like, division is not even one I want to touch on on no. this show because it's not worth it. Because the men's is in such a mess yeah. to me <laughs> that if we started touching on the women's, oh, it's yeah. it's a total. Don't even get me started on the tag team. Yeah, we we've, we 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 we're talking different shows here. I'm just talking about men's singles. Yeah, yeah, and. The, the women's and the fucking tag teams and now the triples and all that shite yeah. like that that is a mess that we'll address another time yeah the men's I think we did last week yeah the it's men's singles mess. is already a mess and Tony Khan's just got such a mess on his hands and he's got so many egos to to, to please, deal with yeah, yeah. like he has he's got so many egos to deal with and like I say, the signing of Punk did make a lot of sense because he did have a lot of people that were complimentary talent to Punk that could not fly with Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They couldn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying they couldn't, but what I'm saying is it, it wouldn't have elevated it's them. It's unfair. Yeah, they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't have gone in there. You've got two different shows and two different levels. One's the entertainment and one's the skill. And people tune in for different things. And all you have to do is... I say all you have to do, like, it's dead easy. But it's like baking a cake. You just have to mix the show so you've got this, like, lovely, you know, like mix. And they had it nailed. Yeah. But then he signed too many people and it's turned into a bit of a mess. Yeah. It's what I believe that's happened with AEW. Yeah. It, he was getting there to the perfect mix of people. Yeah. When Orange Cassidy was doing his, like, mad shit with Jericho... And it yeah. was the Mimosa Mayhem match. The, it was the the the, um, the pandemic stuff was probably the it best, was great. It, it the really, best TV. It, yeah. it really was great. He had a perfect balance of people and a perfect balance of talent. As I say, we're leaving the women to the side because it was never perfect. But if we just take the men, just for a second, yeah. it was looking like it was getting great. Hence why so many people were so excited. Yeah, And then it starts getting so convoluted and weird and so many people and there's so many titles and there's people you don't see for weeks who should be on the show and Miro should be there and Claudio he's been signed now so he needs to be there and yeah. and it's like ah what are you going to do like how are you going to do this you're yeah. going to have to start letting people go they've, that's they've all got, you've they've, got they've got to cut some people yeah, because you've got so many he's got to and so many belts now mm. like how are you keeping track of so you've got the ROH championship you've got the ROH pure championship FTR have got the ROH tag team championships and the AAA tag team championships Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara have got their AAA mixed tag team championships then you've got now the trios title the world title the All-Atlantic Championship, the TNT Championship. What the fuck is going on? There's like... Because, you know, I I think the best way to do a, um, a, a promotion is to have wrestlers signed to a division. Mm. And ROH, you know, when I was watching the, the, the pandemic ROH stuff... They had like things like battle royals and stuff like that, and the winner of the battle royal got to choose the division they were going to go into, 
And it was like, are you going into the World Championship or are you going into the Pure Division? Right. Are you a pure wrestler like a Claudio would be like a... You know, you class him, Daniel Bryan, as mm. the pure wrestlers. Mm. Or are you going into the World title pitches? So which one are you going to choose? And now you've got this situation where you've got the All-Atlantic Championship, which I think is great if Pat continues to defend it on indie shows. Pat, I know. Well, Pat, Pat's on next week with Death Triangle in a triple, <coughs> triple match. Me, sorry. Um, you know, so you've got... The, so they're going for the triple tag team title. So the triple, they've got so many trios teams, then, mm. th- then it makes sense to have a trios title. Like, I don't mind them having so many belts because New Japan has so many belts. But you don't have, like... You, you know, your people that are in the TNT division don't go for the world title. Mm-hmm. But Wardlow is obviously somebody who could go for the world championship at some point. But you've got you've got him in the TNT, the TNT division. You know, you've got the from the women's side. You've got the women's world championship, and you've got the TBS championship. But Jade Cargill is like four times the size of Thunder Rosa. And she's squashing every bitch she's coming up against. But she's only getting matches with like Madison Rain and all this kind of stuff. So her against Athena at All Out is going to be, I think, a, an interesting barometer of where Cargill's at. But there's too there's too much going on. And there's too many crossovers. and you know Because the Young Bucks could be back in the tag team title picture at any time. Mm. But FTR's not in the tag team title picture because they're the ROH tag. It just doesn't make any sense. Nothing, nothing makes any sense anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, ju- it's just become a bit of a mess. And it was always going to happen. And we said it while he was signing all these people. He's got to stop at some point. It's a point, fucking mess. Yeah. Like, it's always going to become a mess. So that, that thing that we said... Nobody that... is above criticism. Like, I need no. to make this clear. And especially if, like, someone like Brian's listening right now. He's, he's made it to this point. But, you know, like, I know Brian, like, you know, he, he pokes fun at us with WWE and stuff. But, like, just to reiterate, we've never said that AEW is above criticism. No. As soon as things start going wrong, of course they are. Mm. We're fans of wrestling. We're not fans of companies. No. Like, I'm not a fan of a fucking company. If a company's doing particularly well, I'm enjoying it. I'm a fucking great fan. But I'm a fan of it going well. And when it starts not going well, I'm not just going to blind fan them. Like, I'm not. I'm I'm just not. And, And it's... And the, and it was and the thing is we all the writing was always on the wall with AEW and we knew that when they were signing so many people we were like what well, they can't keep doing well, we this. we said at the time and we and it was a bit tongue in cheek but we kind of said a WWE doing this on purpose yeah so AEW throwing them out yeah, so, so AEW signs all this all mm. these people and it drowns under the weight and I don't think for a second it's going to drown under the weight but you have to take into account the fact that, that since they've signed. Your Daniel, your Daniel Bryan as Brian Danielson, your Claudio, your Miro, your Alistair Black, your CM Punk, their viewing figures have not changed. No. So you've literally, Tony Khan, as, as a businessman, if you're looking at it from a purely business perspective, that's millions of dollars that you're paying out per year. Because Punk himself will be on millions. Brian Danielson will be on millions. Claudio's probably got a good contract. Yeah, yeah. William Regal's probably got a good contract. I don't do, do. I love William Regal. Don't get me wrong, Same. but you've signed all these people who have not affected the bottom line because they can affect pay per views. Because this is the thing with with these people is you know will you will you have as many pay per view buys without a Brian Danielson without an Adam Cole? No, you, without a CM Punk. No, you wouldn't. 
you're getting more pay-per-view buys when they're on the card. But we all know from the last five years of pro wrestling that the money comes from a TV deal. And TNT and Turner Media are not going to give um, AEW like more money than they did the last time because Rampage is completely flopping now because it's 400,000. It's, mm. getting, it's getting less than NXT 2.0 when it was doing fine, and then it's just dropped off a cliff ever since it got moved, because people think, well, I can skip the show because there's nothing on it. And Dynamite has, is very rarely getting over a million now. So you've got to... Because I, I thought, well, with CM Punk on it, with Brian on it, you know, with all these people, they're easily going to be over a million every week, and they're not. They're no. not over a million every week. They're in exactly the same place as they were when NXT was head-to-head. Which is crazy. Now no wrestling's head to head and they've still got the same viewing figures pretty much. Which I think you said and I was like, nah, they've got to get at least 200,000 from the people who are watching NXT. But they've just not. I always knew they wouldn't. Yeah, they've just not because people are watching what they want to watch and, and it's not a case of, well, it's Wednesday and NXT's not on so I'll watch Dynamite. It's like, no, I don't want to watch Dynamite. Because when I was watching NXT, you guys were ripping NXT the same way with a the same way with NXT 2.0 won't get the viewers on a Tuesday night that watch Dynamite because you like well, you guys were just copying AEW and counter programming so they've both done it to themselves if they both left each other alone and it wasn't such a public spat mm. NXT might be like nine hundred thousand now and AEW could be like one point three million like you never fucking know because no. combined you know AEW got a million. They got 600,000. That's 1.6 million watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. And now there's 900,000 people watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. Mm. And it's because, and the overall kind of feeling of me for this whole thing, the whole punk situation and all that kind of stuff, is I think people are sick of childish spats between wrestling. Because it's like, you know, how many more people would be interested in fucking ballet if two of the prima, I think there's only one prima ballerina, isn't there? But like the male and the female version, like had a had a backstage spat with each other. Well, nobody would, nobody no, cares because you're dancing in a swan care. costume. Nobody fucking cares. You're fake fighting in a pair of tight pants. Nobody cares if you're not happy backstage. Like you know, our, this week's been awful for us. You know, it doesn't. Your your problems aren't relatable. And I think I feel like wrestling, as uh, when wrestling was massively popular, is because it was relatable. Well, when, bef- I've got to say though, when I watched the punk segment, I was wildly entertained. It was the most I've ever yeah. been entertained in in a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying. But, and the, and the MJF stuff was fantastic. But, but without the back, without if if I didn't know the backstage stuff. I'd have been like, I'd have turned around to you. I know I would have turned around to you and gone, "This is the best thing right. I've seen in ages." And I completely agree with this you. This is the best thing I've fucking seen. In I'm ages. not talking about like the the people are pissy about the backstage stuff per se, because mm-hmm. like people like I can be pissy about that because yeah. I've seen it. But it's the 
on AEW them talking about NXT being shit on NXT them talking about AEW yeah, as being it, shit so, then, with that, so yeah. then it alienates both those fans so then when they do move to different nights the fans stay what they go oh well I'm moving to a Tuesday night then mm. and they don't watch AEW on a Wednesday because yeah. you better together yeah because you've been told for 12 months that if you don't watch this show you're a piece of shit and you're not and you're not worthy it's that whole posturing yeah. thing again they've created a massive like audience segmentation which is wild because, but but we say I'm, I say massive. It's not. It's Twitter and it's tiny. It's just what we see. It, that's not what I mean. Oh, I don't. I don't right. mean the Twitter stuff. I don't mean. I mean as a person who just watches the shows. Sure. On AEW, on their television program, you're told NXT sucks and WWE sucks. Right. Okay. Right. So people who watch NXT, that'll get back to them. Sure. If you just watch NXT, you're told on that show that AEW's rubbish, that it's a pissant mm. company, and they make Sami Zayn makes references to it as being shit and all that kind of stuff. So if you just watch the shows, you're told on the show that you watch that the other show sucks. So then when NXT moves to Tuesday night, the NXT fans move to Tuesday night. Yeah. AW stays on a Wednesday and the AW fans still just watch it. Whereas if they left each other alone and the 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 infighting was kept internal because like average viewers aren't going to know about the counter programming. They're not going to know about the overruns. They're not going to know about any of that stuff because mm. they don't care. Mm. But the average viewer will know when they're watching NXT and they're being told you're watching us because we're the best and they suck. That's fine. There isn't many people then, when they change nights, that will go, oh, well, now now that that's on a Wednesday and that's on a Tuesday, maybe I'll watch Tuesday, maybe I'll watch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Impact Thursday, Smackdown Friday. What a week. Great week. Mm. But they won't do that now because they've been segregated so much that they'll stay. NXT could move to Sunday and have the same viewers because those people will go with NXT they're not watching it on a Tuesday night because they want something to watch on a Tuesday night because you've got Netflix you can watch anything on any night whenever you want if 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 NXT fans weren't told AEW was shit AEW would be like 1.3 mm. if AEW fans weren't told that NXT was shit they'd be like 900,000 maybe a million now but they're not because they've because it was so public and so toxic They've not. There's no crossover there, because you're telling me people who watch NXT 2.0 wouldn't enjoy a CM Punk segment. Of course mm. they would. Mm. But but because they've for 12 months during that pandemic they've cultivated that toxic yeah, thing true, just true. on the show, then nobody's gonna, you know, when I think it takes a lot to think outside the box and not be tribal with it, yeah. and they've created the tribalism and they're being hung by it now. Because there could be so much more and the viewing figures would have gone up and the deals would go up and everything would just get better. But because they were so... Tony Khan was so, like, petulant about it. Another petulant child, you know, doing his whole... There's only one Khan in wrestling and it's me. Like, yes, at the time that was funny and all that kind of stuff, but it all feeds into the tribalistic mentality and then you're getting sunk by it. Because now... When Moxley's going against Jericho in a title match on a dynamite, you're getting 960,000. If this Moxley punk match gets over a million, it'll be the first time they've got over a million in like five months, mm. which is bad because they were quite, there was a point where they were every, every couple of weeks they were over a million. 
and like an Orange Cassidy segment was over a million. It's like what? Now Orange Cassidy can't even get on Dynamite. He's on Rampage, which gets three hundred thousand. <sighs> Omega's back though. Woo! Bit rusty, but it was good to see him back. It was. It's good to hear that music. It was great. That's all I've got to say about that, really. Me too. Should we get out of here then? Let's bounce, bitch. I feel like we've been going for a good amount of time. We have. We started at eight o'clock. It's now half ten. Holy so. shit! Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Christ. Fucking wrestling, eh? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I think that's a really Ooh, good. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus wept. I feel. Oh, I heard some tweets about that. Let me quickly run through them. So at Axel underscore JMOS put, what if Punk takes over the pinnacle, FTR, FTR plus Wardlow? I mean, it'd be good to a degree, but I like FTR and Wardlow being uh, faced, faces. Punk's got to be a heel now for me. Yeah, he has, he um, has to be. Without He's a better doubt. better at it being a heel. He's got to be a heel. Without a doubt. Um, Chris, so at Chris Oxo one put, Punk came in the industry, uh, no, sorry, Punk came in and was instantly given top billing, uh, which is the situation at the time was the only thing you can do that's probably ruffled a few feathers in the locker room how dare you Chris uh, whatever the truth or otherwise of the situation they should blur the lines on TV to what's real heel punk is the best in the world version of him they say wrestling is best when a person's actual personality is with the volume turned up which in the case of his ego suits his ego better as a heel plus he could work with Dan Danhausen and lose <laughs> yeah. yeah, as if Dan Housen would get rolled up within three minutes. Uh, heel Punk picking fights with Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, and others who are funny but not underused would bring out the best in everyone, raise profits rather than just the same storylines. Different people uh, eventually. Cassidy versus Dan Housen with a winner getting Punk for the title. I mean, that would be fucking hilarious. Sure. Uh, and then Lee Price, out of the Lee Price 9589 has put, I have no idea what I'm voting on. <laughs> <laughs> which was the CM Punk thing so I, I don't know if we if we cast any light on that um, Lee but it's probably better to be in your situation if you don't know uh, what it is and there you go that's your show ladies and gentlemen bit of WWE in there bit of a I do feel like overall the positive mental attitude is, is coming from WWE at the moment like I'm not saying it's like great or anything but they've got you know that old fucker's gone Triple H this in charge. This is hope. There was like fifty people, and then they showed the fucking. She, she was on gag. It was it was one person, and she could see fifty. It was Triple H. Who it, said was that. Steph- it was Stephanie. It's fucking Triple H. It was like shed a tear over that. Stephanie McMahon. Triple H was crying. Stephanie McMahon was the one who said there was fifty people. When it was actually one person. it was one person. It was literally one. It was one woman. This is hope. It was one woman, and you heard this is hope. This is hope. This is hope. And then you heard a gunshot. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, I'm totally I'm joking. I'm being I'm being facetious. But yeah, I do I do feel like the the kind of the positive it's it's funny, it's a week in wrestling can change a lot of things, or in this case a month, when you don't talk about it. But I do think the more because we know what AEW is now and we know it's a bit of a shit show, we kinda know what we're getting. Whereas with WWE, I've got no idea because I've not seen anything. True. So there's a little bit more intrigue to that. Yes. And I am, weirdly enough, more looking forward to Clash at the Castle than I am all out. Yeah, weird. It is odd, isn't it? We'll see. What a difference a month makes. 
Anyway, so thanks very much for listening, everyone. Hope you all well. Hope you all stay safe. Let us know what you think. Do you think that uh, WWE? I mean, the viewing figures are kind of showing it, getting an extra seven hundred thousand a show um, for Monday, not for Friday. It seems like the momentum's there a little bit at the moment. Who's going to come back? All that kind of shit. It's like we're we're Tony Khan's perfect idea of AW six months ago, but now Triple H is doing it. Let's get all let's get all the re debuts going, so we can all start talking and start faux popping next time. Curry and Cross comes out, eh? Well, until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers. Gah!